When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Today, we're returning for a new film discussion episode, conversing and convulsing about one of the greatest zombie movies of all time, George Romero's classic, Dawn of the Dead. And by we, I mean me and my boy Jeremy to the moorhead of Epic Film Guys. If you haven't checked out his podcast, be sure to go do so as soon as possible. New guest announcements are in the works, so be on the lookout. Because guess what? 2022, there's going to be a lot of kick-ass episodes. So, like I said, be on the lookout, be waiting for it, and I will be at your door when they drop. Without further ado, grab your shotgun shells, jump in the helicopter, and find the shopping center closest to you because our brand new episode starts right now. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Yo, yo, yo. How you doing? <laughs> Good, man. Good. Uh, nice to see you. You know, we're living in uh in crazy times. I'm starting out deep, man. Living in crazy times. By the way, I'm I'm Jeremy from Epic Film Guys podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Usually, when I'm when I'm on this show, I I never fucking name drop my own podcast. I'm really bad at that. My co-host Justin is like, "Did you mention our show?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck, no." And he's like, "Dude, I'm <laughs> so Justin, I'm doing it right now." I'm well, doing to be it right fair, I, I do kind of a shitty job. I should be the one doing that and introducing you. It's kind of my fault, but no, dude, we <laughs> we're we're a bunch of nerds, and when we get together, we just fucking nerd out, and we don't we don't think about stuff, dude. We don't think about rules. We live beyond rules, man. Yeah. So, uh, dude, yeah, uh, we were talking earlier, and and I I told you that I got my my booster shot yesterday, so I'm like straight boost mobile over here, um, booster gold. Uh huh. If you're a DC Comics fan, uh, I got my booster shot. <laughs> And uh, it got me thinking. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, because I'm like, like, literally right now, I'm having some of the like side effects from it as like literally as we record, I'm like freezing and uh, a little bit of body aches. So we were (laughs) initially supposed to do it like 8 p.m. Eastern time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know that I can survive because I'm really tired now from this from these fucking side effects. I was like, you know, I pleaded with you like, hey, can we do earlier? And thankfully, uh, you you oblige because, yeah, we're we're, we're going to discuss one of the greatest horror films ever made. It's it's in my top five favorite films of all time, which is really? Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, dude, it's in my it's in my top five, man. It's like Damn. 
soul food to me, dude. Like I just, I, <laughs> I love it. It, it's relaxing. I love the characters. I love the atmosphere of it. I love the setting. Uh, I can, I can look past some of its flaws, which we'll talk about. Um, yeah, because it's just so good, man. So then it got me thinking like, oh man, there's a lot of parallels to like COVID, mm -hmm. um, that are in Dawn of the Dead. A lot of the same things that are happening right now with COVID, you know, was was going on in Dawn of the Dead and the plot of Dawn of the Dead. Um, so I was like, oh man, this is going to be like a fucking pandemic addition to your podcast. And I was like, well, wait a minute, like yeah. your whole show got started because of the pandemic. So every episode is a pandemic edition, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of COVID, dude, holy shit. I just had it the second time this past week. Dude, I know. I, I went. Know. I went. Flew, flew home to Buffalo to go see those every time I die shows. The you know the Christmas shows they have, and uh, I come back and my friend. I had two friends that came out from LA too for the shows. And he, my friend calls me and he's like, "It's like, hey, I tested positive. You might want to go get tested." I'm like, "What?" And I, would you I guys been, fucking make out? What happened? I mean, we did a little bit of that, but not too much. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, we were just going hard in like the mosh pit and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. There were, it was like 4,000 people there. So it was kind of bound to happen if there was like an outbreak. Sure. Sure. Um, um, it was a completely vaxxed event though. And anybody that wasn't fully vaxxed had to get tested on site before they even entered like rapid tested. That's, that's so great. Like, so I know that the singer for every time I die, he just left the band for he's blaming them. They're kind of saying it's his fault. Like, oh, that's that all that's kind of washed over. Honestly, was he there? Was was he singing? Oh, yeah, he's saying, yeah, shut the fuck up. You didn't know that? No, oh, dude, because the shows I, I were hit, amazing. I yeah. hit you up and I was like, bro, your guy is like out of the band and you were. Oh, crushed. yeah, you did. OK, I forgot about that. You know, yeah, 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 you were crushed. So he they like squashed oh, I, it. I, you know, I don't think they completely squashed it. Keith, he did something to piss everybody off. Clearly, they all unfollowed him on social media. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, they might still un have unfollowed him, but um, I just know he's like living in the woods right now. Like he's living in like a van in the woods with like his girlfriend. Yeah. And it's kind of a shitty situation because like he just got a divorce. He has a daughter. You know, it's just kind of a weird situation. But I, I know but he's like literally living in a van down by the river literally he's yeah. yes literally like chris, <laughs> like chris farley um but no i they were talking about it the other day um he's still going to do the under oath tour in like february so they they must have like squashed whatever you know but it sounds like i don't know they're still kind of distancing themselves from him right now yeah dude i met the uh the drummer for under oath uh what's his name aaron giuseppe i think yeah Is that his name uh, i think gillespie Oh uh, yeah, Aaron Gillespie. I don't words are fucking hard. Spelling's hard. Um, yeah, it's alright. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. Uh, so I'm a big fan of of this dude Noah Gunderson, and he does like, okay. like kind of like folksy, but like like really, really like heartfelt um music. I, I I dug him. I discovered him. I used to watch the show Sons of Anarchy, which is like one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah, and they featured a shit ton of his songs on the show, and and so I fell in love with Noah Gunderson's music and. Noah Gunderson and Aaron Gillespie went on tour together for like mm -hmm. their acoustic acts or whatever. And like, dude, I love under oath. Like when I was like hot and heavy in my metal band, like that was a band that I was like, I fucking love these guys, man. I played their album out, uh, mm -hmm. reinventing your exit or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're only chasing safety. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So fucking um, good. <laughs> dude, I played the fuck out of that album when it came out and just, I, I absolutely oh. adored them. And I, I still think they're great. Um, 
some of the, it's weird because for them, like I always end up liking a few of the songs on their their mm-hmm. albums post uh, they're only chasing safety. Yeah, but I never dig it as a whole like I did that that entire album. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, the one after just, it, the one after it's pretty good too. Yeah, though. it's fucking Define the great dude. line. Yeah, dude, that yeah. that shit's heavy. I dig it. Um, yeah. and I like almost all of that album, but there are a couple songs that I can do without. Yeah, but sure. um, they're only chasing safety, man. I can listen front to back, even still, and be like, this is such a fucking brilliant album. But uh, yeah. So I wasn't like. Even though, like, I, I I dig him as a musician and stuff, I wasn't like overly like, oh fuck, man, I I, I can't wait to see Aaron Gillespie or Giuseppe, whatever the fuck. You didn't um, like walk up to him and you were like, yo, hey, hey, Ron, let's get a pic. Hey, hey, Ron, I actually did get a picture with him and like, dude. <laughs> so like, he was at his fucking his his merch booth and it was just him. It's like it was like a one man show, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those guys, they go out on tour and like they even mentioned it. They're like, you know, we could we could bring a band out on tour with us. Mm-hmm. play these songs however that's less money for us every member that's playing with us is another person getting a cut of the profits from every show so like mm-hmm. that's why we're just doing these acoustic shows because we want to make some money and I, I, I can respect that or whatever but uh so i wasn't like too amped i was really fucking stoked to see Noah gunderson again because i i had seen him a few times before that yeah and dude aaron gillespie blew me the fuck away dude so like talented if, Oh my God. If you ever get a chance to check out one of his acoustic sets, mm-hmm. it is fucking incredible. And I don't remember what Whitney Houston song he played. Acoustic. What? He did that? Dude, it was incredible. Like wow. the guy to where I was like, oh man, like my buddy Brady went with me. And I was like, both of us were like, because uh, Aaron opened for Noah. And I was like, I don't know if Noah Gunderson can like top that. Like that's how fucking good it was. It was a great show, man. One second, one second. Sorry, I'm back. Okay. I'm getting like exterminated right now in like the Are kitchen. You really? Just just in the kitchen. There's just we got a couple of those like small roaches going around. Dude, you know the the worst, and I'm sure you'll keep this off the podcast, whatever, but uh the worst is like, dude, when when you're connected to other units and buildings and shit like that, it doesn't oh. matter how fucking clean you are, it doesn't yeah. matter how you live, it, it matters how the people next to you live because yeah. like dude they can fucking go through the draining system and everything else like dude i lived uh i used to live in a townhouse and mm-hmm. dude we lived in this townhouse for like nine years and like dude me and my wife are like clean people you know what i mean like yeah and there were some people next door that you could just tell like it's like oh man like i i bet you your house shit show um <laughs> and like dude we started getting them same thing man in the kitchen um and come to find out they're like because they lay a nest dude it's fucking gross <laughs> shit um it laid a nest behind our refrigerator because it's warm so it was like a perfect yeah. place for them um so it was like the same thing man we had to fucking we call it exterminators and like it would kind of help but then like all of a sudden it would pop back up dude i bought some shit off ebay mm-hmm. that's like kind of like pretty much not legal in the united states yeah it's like, like some powder um, but like they're drawn to it. And what it is, is they like, they take food back to the nest. And so what it was, was like, they dude they, they took like this fucking poison powder back to the nest and we never had a fucking issue again. Like wow. that was it. Yeah. yeah but it, was, a, it was, it was gross, dude. There was like a guy that came today, like an exterminator guy. And he likes, he like put this like gel stuff underneath like yeah. the, the countertop and that's supposed to like attract them to the gel yeah. and then they're supposed to eat it and die. Yeah, 
but this motherfucker was just crawling at me on the floor. That's why I just like darted out. Of, Dude, <laughs> I don't know if that was like a spider or a centipede or what, but there's, there's nothing worse than like Scary. middle of the night being like, man, I'm fucking thirsty. And you go in the kitchen, you turn the light on. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, motherfucker, dude. I, hate I hated, it. I, I fucking hated living in a townhouse. I was so happy when we moved, man. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking worst, but all right. So we can, uh, we can start uh, back up. I put uh, 635, not that that would probably fucking mean anything to you. I have no idea. For what? Uh, the time that like we, we pushed pause, but cause I can't see like how long we're running here. Oh, you mean when I just, for like editing and shit like that? When I just ran from the cockroach? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I can edit that out. I'll see that in like the, the timeline. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, um, but anyways, yeah. So I know you, you said you got the chills right now. Um, are dude, there any got, other like, side effects? I know you, you had to poop like 20, 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Or- <laughs> that was the Mexican food that I ate for lunch. Uh, I've, dude, I've got like so many <laughs> layers of clothes on right now because I'm like fucking freezing to death. No, man, it's not bad. And like, it's not one of those things where, you know, people who are listening that it should scare you to not get the booster shot you know yeah um it's it's fine uh you know it's normal shit dude when i got my second shot it fucked me up in the next day in the evening like i was freezing to death like body aches chills like walking from my bed to the bathroom was like i was like out of breath like it was Mm -hmm. fucking you know but then i went to bed and i woke up the next morning and i felt fine and I'm sure I'll feel fine tomorrow morning. And it's just, uh, it's the fucking world we live in, man. Yeah. It's, and it's so crazy because every, it's such a political thing. And I fucking hate politics, man. Like, I don't follow politics. I don't speak on politics. It's just not uh, my shit. It's like, dude, I, I, let's talk about movies. Wait, like, that's like actually really funny, though, that you live so close to DC and you hate politics. <laughs> dude, it's, I, 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 I fucking, yeah, man. I absolutely, Hate Rebel. It. <laughs> I, I yeah dude i i hate it man it's 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 terrible so yeah when all that crazy shit was going on and like dude when when trump was in office people were like oh you live right next to like fucking where trump lives and shit like that i'm like i don't fucking know man i don't i don't you don't i don't it. give a fuck you yeah. know uh <laughs> I, I voted you know because this past election was the election to vote at because like, yeah. it was it was important so I, I i i voted i did my part and shit like that but like I don't know why it's such a political hot topic, you know, for this COVID shit. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, do you think that when the fucking, when the black plague was out, they were like, fuck you president. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you think that it was like, I will not do what I'm supposed to No, back then you did what the fuck you were supposed to do. I don't even think there was presidents back then. Wasn't that just like, I don't fucking know colonial man. times or some shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how much I fucking hate politics. I don't, I even, don't even like history. <laughs> I don't even know presidents. Uh, so, <laughs> well, what what movies have you checked out this past week? Let's just hear about that. Um, so I'm like living La Vida dad life. Oh, so yeah. uh, most of the time I'm watching like Nickelodeon shows with my five year old, uh, which is actually, dude. So there's a there's a show that was on Nickelodeon. It's on Netflix now. It's called The Thundermans, but it's okay. it's it's produced. Um, I don't know if it's produced, but they work on it. The uh, the Chiodo brothers from Killer Clowns and Critters. What? They work on it, yeah. Or they what? worked on it because the, sh- the show's over with now. But yeah, so like they did like a bunch of puppeteering and shit on that show. Wow, that's um, crazy. Yeah, and like I'm like, you know what? If I was a kid, I would have fucking loved the shit out of this. So, you know, so most of my, my time is spent with that. So I don't, I don't really think I've – have I watched anything new? I don't think I've watched anything new, man. Really? Um, pe- do people throw suggestions at me all the time? They're like, you should watch this. And I'm like – Dude, I'm 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 straight up watching 
fucking blippy or whatever the fuck else Blues I, <laughs> no she she's she's a little bit older than that you know um yeah, she she's I mean, she's more into like Disney Channel stuff and Nickelodeon, nah. you know, like older kid Nickelodeon stuff. I don't know. But uh, I mean, I did watch Dawn of the Dead, you know, oh, leading yeah. up to this because, uh, again, man, it's like it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. Like, I just love it. I love everything about it. Um, so when when we were talking about doing a podcast, you're like, well, what should we do it on? I was already watching Dawn of the Dead. It wasn't like I watched it in preparation for this. Like right. I was already watching it. Yeah. Because it's so good, man. It's it's so fucking good, and there's so much stuff that uh that I relate to, like mm-hmm. in that movie, and um, it's great, man. It, it's great. So I mean, I haven't really watched. Oh, you know what? I I, I did rewatch RoboCop. I hadn't seen it in a in a couple oh, of years. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched RoboCop. I and like, dude, I rewatched it because I just met Peter Weller at Steel City Con. In oh, nice. Pits- yeah, in Pittsburgh. Uh, last weekend. Weekend before last, last weekend. I don't fucking know time. How was that I'm, one? Dude, so it's weird, man, because like you go to horror conventions and like, dude, horror conventions are mainstream now too. Yeah. Um, and they can be just as fucking packed. Yeah. Um, but you go to these pop culture conventions and, and they're, uh, they still feel and look way different. Um, I'm not a fan personally, but keep dude, on. yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Let me, let me just put it this way. And this is not to, Fucking, I guess it is me being an asshole, but uh, cringy. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough when you go to a horror convention in New Jersey and you see some people, and it's like, oh wow, like, like your your hygiene and shit is like pretty fucking bad. But yeah. going to a pop culture convention where it like attracts more like wide range of people, like, yeah, there was some like straight up mutants from the Hills Have Eyes that I feel like <laughs> congregated, but I feel like congregated there. <laughs> But so like the people, the people watching was fucking excellent, man. It was, it was great. I'm like, holy shit. Excellent. Like, yeah, it was, it was great. And <laughs> what's cool. And it actually ties into what we're talking about, man, because um, the convention center is literally in the same parking lot as Monroeville mall where Dawn of the dead was shot. It's right there. Literally. Right. It's right there. So it's funny as I was watching Dawn of the dead or rewatching, should I say? Um, and there were some of the aerial like helicopter scenes. I'm like, oh fuck, I think that's where the fucking convention center is now. Yeah. Um, it's 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 pretty wild, man. But uh, it's weird because you know, like we were talking about COVID and shit like that. Like going to these things is weird now, right? Like some of these events mm-hmm. are not mask mandatory. Like Steel City Con in, in Pittsburgh was not mask mandatory. It was, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, go for it. But nobody's nobody's checking you know what i'm saying like dude i wore my mask the whole time unless i was getting my picture with the celebrity and then i put my mask right back on because it just made me feel more comfortable more power to the people that didn't wear their mask the whole time um but it's just weird because you see thousands and fucking thousands of people that are there and they're all in line together and just like when you go into the every time i die concert everybody's kind of smushed together right yeah it's like i don't know man it's just it's just it's a weird time to like go to events and do things, but I'm glad that things are still happening mm-hmm. because, you know, we went a year and a half where nothing was happening. The most that you could do is go to your house, to the grocery store and maybe go pick up some to go food. And that was it. So like, I'm glad that things are happening. And, you know, if people are comfortable going to a concert with 4,000 people go, if people are comfortable going to a football game that has 20,000 people, 
go. Like that's your choice, but just know that, you know, it's just like the flu, man. Like mm-hmm. the flu's out there. You can catch the flu and the flu can fuck you up. Um, you know, it's one of those things that you, you run those risks now, I guess, when when you go to these things. But it was it was great, man. I met Peter Weller. It was so weird, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this this part, this is another part of COVID that like I it makes me scratch my head because I, I feel like I'm a pretty rational thinking person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I try to see both sides and be like, OK, well, I can see why they would think this or why they would do that. Even if I disagree, like, I'm like, okay, even like, like I said, you know, for the people that are like anti-vaxxers, I'm like, okay, you know, it doesn't make me mad. I'm not like, you know, you fucking idiots. It's like, well, you know, it's, Hey man, that's your choice. And I get it. You know, that's up to you. That's your thing. So that's just kind of how I roll. Yeah, for sure. Peter, Peter Weller, man, for his professional photo op, which costs like a hundred and something dollars. Right. Here we go. He insisted on a plexiglass thing being up okay but but check this out so like okay you spend a hundred and something dollars on a photo and like there's a fucking plastic wall in between you right Mm -hmm. then if you want a photo with him at his table it was only forty dollars there was no plexiglass he wasn't wearing a mask you're not wearing a mask and he puts his arm around you what so i'm like i don't know what the rationalizing of this would be it works out for me. So I got my picture with him at his table. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you were like pre-order the other one. No, 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 no. So like I, uh, I had a buddy with me, my buddy, John. And Uh so I I said, Hey man, go ask them if he, if he has a plexiglass wall up. Cause if, if, if it was just him and you got to stay next to him and all that shit in a, in a pro photo, I would have paid it, man. You know, but yeah, he came back and he was like, yeah, they said there's going to be a plexiglass wall up. And I was like, what the fuck? So I was only probably, (laughs) 15th in line and i saw him like taking pictures at his table like arms around people no mask no plexiglass i was like fuck yes so (laughs) they they pulled that shit on me when i got the jason x photo op uh back in like arizona uh last year and uh, yeah i had to stand like five feet from kane hotter it looks so stupid you can tell in the picture like we are standing like a whole human length apart (laughs) do you still have like do you have like a high quality version of that photo i do Dude, send it to me. I'll fix it. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll fix it. Uh, yeah. So it's it's it was weird, man. Um, and then I the only other person that I met at that show is uh Robert DeVee or Robert Abby. Davy. I don't. Davy, yeah, I the fuck. Apparently, I don't know how to say people's last names on this episode. <laughs> I'm like Aaron Giuseppe. You're like it's Gillespie. I'm like Robert DeVee, and you're like it's Davy. I'm like say, right. say mine. Say mine. Pimbletan. No, I don't fuck. Oh, come Pimbleton. on, Pimbleton. Pembleton. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay, perfect. I, I said Joe Montana. So uh, <laughs> a little, little, little water boy reference there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude. So I, I had to meet Robert Davy. There you go. Davy. I think it's Davy. Davy. Like maybe that's what I thought it was. I, thought yeah, it was I don't Davy. fucking know. Yeah, who fucking cares? Uh, so the I met, I met that guy. <laughs> yeah, I met, I met the dude with the the bumpy skin from Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> the bumpy skin. Wow. The guy with the acne scars from from Goonies. I met him. Um, <laughs> dude, he he was somebody that I've wanted to meet for a million years, and not for Goonies, man. For Maniac Cop two and three. Oh, he's so good in those. Dude, I love those movies. They're so tragically underrated and like unknown. Dude, that needs um, to be a, an episode discussion right there. Oh, dude, I'm so fucking down to do all three of those, Oof. man. That gives me gives gives me a reason to go back and rewatch them. Um, yeah. Not that I need a reason because they're so fucking good, but uh, so good. <laughs> you know, uh, Nicholas Reffin 
uh, the dude that did um, uh, that fucking Ryan Gosling movie. Is it Drive? Yeah, Drive. Drive, yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to uh, to be doing like a fucking reboot for Maniac Cop. Um, him and William Lustig were working on it together and it like got into really? development hell and the, they abandoned the project. Yeah, but uh, so anyways, yeah, so uh, I met a dude from the Goonies and he was super fucking nice. And so I had on a, uh, a Terminator 2 jacket, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. like not like a leather jacket, but it's like this like, you know, 30th anniversary or whatever the fuck it is, 25th yeah. anniversary um, for Terminator 2. Dude, Yeah. Robert literally was like, oh, I like your Terminator jacket. It's so great. It looks like high quality too. <laughs> and like, dude, he he broke into the best Arnold impersonation I've ever heard. To where, like, dude, oh my God. if I if you had your eyes closed, you would have thought that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the room. And I literally, I said, "Holy fuck!" I was like, "Dude, I've heard what? a lot." I said, "I have heard a lot of people do Arnold impersonations, and you know my love of Arnold." Oh, of course. I've heard a lot of people do Arnold impersonations and it was, I mean, dude, Robert Patrick from Terminator two, he doesn't mean Arnold impersonation, really? but yes, but nobody does it better than fucking Robert Dobby. Dobby. Yeah. That's crazy. Most, <laughs> yeah, most dude. Arnold impersonations are like cringy. They're not usually that good, dude. His was so spot on. And I was like, dude, wow. that was the best one. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, he goes, I worked on some movies with him and he goes, dude, I, I, I was close friends with him for a while. He goes, you know, obviously like, you know, careers and, you know, life changes. He was like, there was no, like no falling out or anything like that. He was like, mm, but yeah. you know, life moves on. He goes, but yeah, I did at one point, like we were good friends. He goes, yeah, man, he was like, I can, I can do it pretty good. I was like, dude, it's, it's, it's perfect. So he was cool. He signed my maniac cop poster and he was just like super, super cool. But like, like thankfully my buddy who went with me, John, Mm-hmm. Uh, his favorite movie is RoboCop. So like, he's wow. not even like a regular like convention goer, but he was. Yeah. I was like, dude, I I knew he loved RoboCop. So I was like, do you want to go to this convention? And he was like, fuck yes, I want to meet RoboCop. So we went, and thankfully oh, yeah. he didn't want to meet anybody else because dude, the Goonies lines were horrendous, insane. Yeah, like if you wanted to get Sean Astin, be prepared to wait in line for six hours. If you wanted to get wow. Corey Feldman. Be prepared to wait in line for three hours. If you wanted to get whoever the fuck else, like, dude, every <laughs> single person had a massive line. Um, actually, was, my uh, my my buddy I went to every time I die with that got COVID. He actually worked with Sean Astin. He played his son in like the show on Netflix. No way. I swear to God, the show That's called awesome. I like just started it the other day because I, I usually I don't always like check out my friends projects. I feel like it's kind of weird. But like <laughs> he was in the show called like No Good Nick. Okay. It's, on, it's on Netflix. He plays like Sean Astin's son. It's fucking hilarious. Dude, that's 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 awesome, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, When you said he worked with him, I was like, oh, was he like a handler for him at a convention? Like, no, he actually worked with him on a no. Yeah, on a on a project. That's fucking cool, man. That's, um, that's fun. But the, the greatest and this is where it comes full circle into our Dawn of the Dead discussion is, of course, as soon as I got done, um, you know, checking out uh the convention and getting my autograph uh, autographs, the two autographs I got. And then uh, the photo ops and shit like that. I went right over to Monroeville mall and like, dude, what's, what's kind of a bummer. You there? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, was I just sorry. frozen? I was just paying attention. sir. <laughs> oh my bad, dude. I thought you were frozen. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What's, what's, what's kind of a bummer about the mall is like, dude, they've done so many renovations. Like, 
as they should, right? The place is a business, right? It's not a film <laughs> monument. It's uh, the business. They've done so many renovations that it's really, really hard walking that mall now and visualizing. It still has the same bones. So like when you're upstairs, you can look down and be like, oh, fuck, like, you know, the zombies were like being thrown down here mm-hmm. and shit like that. Um, but what's cool is that the the Living Dead Weekend or I'm, I'm sorry, the uh, the Living Dead Museum yeah. is inside the mall. Have you ever been in there? I did, but I was there a few years ago when it wasn't in the mall. I think it was like a okay. couple miles away. Or it might even have been Evan City, wasn't it? In Evan City before? I, th- I think so, yeah. yeah. What's, what's crazy is that, you know, they have a screen-used elevator in the museum. Like oh, Really? Yeah, because like when they took the elevator out of, uh, you know, the mall, mm-hmm. um, Kevin, the guy that owns the Living Dead Museum, I guess like he was like, hey, I want this. And maybe he paid them for it or maybe they were just like, hey, we're going to fucking throw it away anyways. Here you go. But he kept it and he reconstructed the entire elevator inside of the Living Dead Museum. Wow. So like, dude, I I got to take my picture like, (laughs) you know, I I broke some rules. Right. So I paid for the, the, you know, the the eight dollar tour of the museum. They've got a lot of really cool shit in there. A lot of screen use stuff, not even just from like the Romero films, but they had a. some stuff from the cabin from Evil Dead screen used and, and all this other shit. It's really cool, man. It's totally worth the eight bucks. But so they had a rope blocked off to where like people weren't supposed to like cross it and get in the elevator. But I was like, dude, I got to get my picture in the elevator. Like I have to touch it. I got to get my picture. So like I was I was a I was a bad boy and I, I climbed over the rope and got a quick picture in the elevator that, you know, Flyboy met his demise in and all that other good shit. So yeah. it was great, man. It, it was it was such a cool moment, you know, and like, dude, the elevator still obviously looks ex- the like, same like yeah. the film, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've been to the mall like twice myself. I was I was at Steel City Con a couple months ago, too, but I went to, to the August show. I didn't get to go that time, though. Um, we just kind of drove back to Buffalo. But uh, Monroeville Mall is pretty cool. It's just most of it is like different from the film. The yeah. only The only stuff I could really see that was the same was like the parking lot. Like that one building that's in the background, yep. you can see that's the same and like the road yep. leading up to it. Um, and of course, they got like the little plaque in there for him. But yeah, I, ha- haven't they like they put like a statue there at some point? Yeah, right? the, the, the statue is there. Um, it's great. I got a picture with it. It was fucking cool. And that's that's brand new, though, right? Like the last couple of years, last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, it's it's great, man. So uh, speaking of movies, though, I, I checked out a really sweet Christmas horror movie that I have never seen before. And I'm not sure if you've seen this one, but have you ever seen to all a good night? No, really? Mm-mm. So they paired that with don't open till Christmas at the new Bev's the other day. And I hadn't seen either of them. Um, but to all a good night is a fucking riot. Is it is what, like what year did it come out? Like, like 1980. Okay. And then don't open to Christmas, like 1984. Ooh, you're out Really? Was it 84? Yeah. Ooh. Old, Hell old. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> young whippersnapper. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, definitely go check that one out. I don't want to like spoil it, but that's what I checked out recently. Tonight, nice, dude. T- tonight I'm going to see Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Fuck yeah. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. Is, is Gremlins a, a horror movie? Do I think it is? Yes. Um, it's like yeah, the, I would the say- first one. The first one. Uh, I would say it's like a family horror movie. I would almost like okay. combine them. What, what do you think? I mean, dude, Justin, Justin argues that it's not 
uh, Justin says the same thing. He was like, dude, it's like a, it's a, it's a family adventure film, like kind of or whatever. Yeah. Um, dude, I think it's a horror film, man. There's like, I, you know, that kitchen scene paired with, you know, the fucking gremlin and the Christmas tree. That's straight nightmare fuel. <laughs> and like, dude, the, the scene um, in the classroom with the professor, with the fucking gremlin and like, yeah, dude, that shit's that shit's scary, man. And like, I remember it, it freaking me out as a kid, too. So I, I would say it's a horror film. And dude, I need I need to check out Chris Columbus's first draft of gremlins mm-hmm. because like Spielberg and, and and team were like, hey, we love this. Because like his first draft was a straight up horror film, like gremlins, like murdering people left and right. Wow. Um. So they were like, we love this, but you got to like tone, tone it, it down. down. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I need to find that script and check it out. You know, come to think of it, I'm not even kidding. I don't think I've ever seen the new batch. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I hear some people prefer that one. It's it's a fun. That one is definitely a family film. Um. And you can tell that Joe Dante, man, he was just like really like stretching his muscles to get ready to make a Looney Tunes movie one day. Cause that's essentially a big part of the movie is like a lot of the gremlins are like quite literally like Looney Tunes characters. So it's a lot sillier than the first. It's definitely a lot sillier. Um, it's bigger as well. Like, okay. I mean, it's just the, the scale of it is, is bigger. Um, it's a really, really fun movie. I prefer the first one um, yeah. because it, is more in line with the films that I'm into. Like I'm into the more straight up horror shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the second one is great, dude. You're in for a treat, man. Like that's, that's actually really cool that you haven't seen it. Cause that means you get to experience it for the first time. Yeah. I'm not like totally hundred percent sure, but if I, if I have, it's been a very, very dude, long time. If you don't remember, you would fucking remember this movie. So I tell you what, the next one of these things that we do, let's do fucking gremlins too. Let's do it. So, um, basically, Oh, you know what? One more last thing I went, Speaking of taking a dump, I went to, <laughs> to go get a pizza last night. My friend came over, um, my co- other co-host, by the way, um, and we decided we wanted a pizza. Guess where we went to go get pizza last night? Please say Lucifer's. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, their pizza's amazing. Dude, he was like, he was like, let's go get some Chuck E. Cheese pizza. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I've been wanting to do that for like years, but like I've never worked up, you know, to be able to say that out loud <laughs> dude how good was it it's so good right it's not bad i mean I, I wouldn't say it's great but it's definitely got that like nostalgic taste oh dude so i fucking i love me some some chuck e cheese pizza man <laughs> i mean <laughs> you probably go there all the time because you got your daughter dude i mean not for the past couple years because like dude even before yeah. like covid we'd go there and like every time like she was done playing with something it'd be like hand sanitizer hand sanitizer because like dude those places are like germ manifesting areas, dude. Oh, like yeah, it's all gross. the little kids like drooling and fucking wiping their noses and touching shit. Like, yeah, it's inevitable. If you take your kid to Chuck E. Cheese and you're not like hand sanitizing and washing their hands, they're going to get fucking cold or some shit. Um, wow, dude. So do you, do you ever eat at Lucifer's pizza out there? No, but I, I drive by it all the time, bro. I heard it's good. That's the spot. Every time I come to LA, that's the first place that I go every well, single time. What do I get? What do I get? Do you like spicy or no? Cause like I'm a big heat junkie. Like I, I, I'm the guy that orders like the crazy, crazy hot sauces that you see on hot ones and shit like that. Um, I mean, I, I like a good kick. Yeah. So when I go there, I get the ring burner, <laughs> which, uh, 
you know, it's supposed to, you know, AKA the butthole burner. Um, oh shit. Yeah. I get the ring burner and it's, it's, it's their hottest pizza that you can get. Um, okay. It's got like ghost pepper sauce or some shit I think on it. And it's got like jalapenos and all these other peppers and shit. And it's, it's delicious dude. Funny story is uh, one of the first times that we went there, me and my, my buddy Devin, uh, he doesn't eat hot shit. Right. So yeah. <laughs> he ordered one thing. It was like, dude, he ordered like cheese pizza or some shit like that <laughs> or, or pepperoni or sausage. I don't fucking remember, but uh, so I ordered the ring burner. Right. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, cheese pizza's up. So he gets it and he takes it and sits down. I'm still waiting on mine or so I thought. And so I'm sitting there waiting <laughs> for mine to come out and he starts eating. And he was like, Oh God damn. Oh, like, no. dude, he was like, he was like, I think I'm a fucking pussy, man, because this cheese pizza <laughs> is so fucking hot. Oh, and no. so like, dude, literally he starts, we still laugh about this. He starts <laughs> sweating, like, like literally like buckets of sweat is coming out, but he's still eating the slice of pizza. And he's like, Whew, God damn, this cheese pizza is hot. And finally they were like, cheese pizza's up. And he's like, what? And they were like, yeah, this is the cheese pizza. And he was like, oh, and I was like, dude, you're eating mine. He was like, holy fuck. Hey, I don't but know. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't you be able to tell though? I don't know, man. I don't know what he ordered compared to me. Maybe he ordered like a Supreme and they looked similar. I don't fucking know, man. What's on the Maybe ring burner besides like the sauce? Um, like, there are peppers and shit, but I think it's like under the cheese and stuff. I don't fucking know, dude, but it's so good. Like, dude, their pizza is so, so good. You have, you have to go there. But like, to be honest and not to get graphic, does it really hurt your butthole? I will tell you that the morning after oh. I had it for the first time, um, we were going to San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. Right? Um, <laughs> that was back like before, like the Justice League okay. came out, um, like the original Justice League before all the, you know, the director's cut and shit like that. And like it's The Walking Dead was still huge. And so like, dude, we jumped in the car. We were going from LA to San Diego and yeah. he started driving. And like all of a sudden, dude, I just started sweating and I had like my <laughs> stomach turned upside down. And you know, living in LA, that there's really not a lot of public restrooms out there. Like people don't want oh, fucking nowhere. homeless people and shit, you know. So like, dude, I we pulled into like a gas station. I was like, dude, is there a bathroom here? And he was like, I don't know. And like I went in and like pleaded with the guy, like, bro, please let me use your bathroom. I'm like, I'm literally about to shit my pants. I promise I will not make a mess. <laughs> and I will I buy promise, something. <laughs> I pro yeah, I will not make a mess. I will buy something. It will look exactly the same when I'm done. Please, dude. And he like, dude, I could tell he wanted to tell me no, but I think he saw the desperation in my eyes and he was like, okay. So I went in like, dude, <laughs> and like I shit for like a solid like 25 minutes. Oof. And it was just like, I was like, oh man, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to San Diego. Like, I think I have diarrhea and I'm fucked. <laughs> Thankfully, shit cleared up. I like how we've, we've talked about pooping a couple times on this episode now. It's a poop but, uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Pandemic poop episode. But, uh, so, uh. I'm a slow yeah. pooper too, dude. You don't got to feel bad. I, I poop oh. for 25 minutes like every time I go. Same, same. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of the people that they go in the bathroom and they come back out 45 seconds later. I'm like, did you just take a shit? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, how? 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 Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am not that guy. I don't know how to do that. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, so yeah, it was pretty rough the next morning, but that's knock on wood. That's the only time that Lucifer has hit me like that. The other times that I've gone, I always eat the same thing and it, I haven't had those side effects, you know, after that. Mm -hmm. But uh, Dawn of the Dead, man. Dawn of the Dead. Let's go. Dude. So, you know, 
while Night of the Living Dead had a very bleak and like depressing approach to the zombies, like overtaking the world, you know, Dawn drops in like a fucking bomb 10 years later. And, you know, it had like a more of like a comical approach, you know, with plenty of like social commentary and satire that they packed in. But um, overall, dude, like I fucking love this movie. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of the greats. It's pretty much one of the most entertaining zombie films out there. Oh, what I, to me, I think it's, even though there are flaws in the film, I still consider it to be a perfect movie because yeah. I feel like the message that, that Romero was trying to convey mixed with the, the story, mixed with the acting, mixed with the setting. I think that everything is just like it's like it's like making a meal. Right. And everything coming out perfectly. I feel like that's how this movie is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Night of the Living Dead, I, I think, was, you know, Romero always this the. the a lot of the iconic horror filmmakers from back in the day, they they were making horror films, yes, but they their films had things to say, like had social commentary in them. And I feel mm-hmm. like Night of the Living Dead was kind of, you know, it was very innovative when it came out. You know, uh, Romero cast a black lead in the film, yeah. which a lot of people were not happy about. I feel like there was a lot of like racial undertone and like it was a social commentary on like segregation and like, Mm-hmm. And things like that. And, you know, with Night of the Living Dead, the humans outnumbered the zombies, right? But the zombies were starting to pop up. Yeah. In Dawn of the Dead, the numbers were even. There was just as many zombies as there were people, right? And this film, the social commentary was on consumerism mm-hmm. and about how – about greed, right? So, like, the marauders at the end of the film, if they would have just shown up at the mall and been like, hey – we're in need like you know we know that you're in there like we just need some things xyz you know the the two groups could have coexisted and helped each other out but instead it was you have it and i'm taking it and that's that's where the covid parallels come in with this right because like dude Mm -hmm. i worked with the general public in 2020 when the shit hit the fan and i can tell you firsthand yeah that nobody gave a fuck about anyone they didn't give a fuck about their neighbors no nope. they didn't give a fuck about their community people nope. i mean it was the same everywhere they were coming in they were buying as all the hand sanitizer if there mm-hmm. was 100 cases on the shelf there would be somebody that wanted to buy all 100 yep. unless it was regulated um which good fucking luck trying to regulate that shit when it was the insanity of yeah. like we're going into a lockdown right toilet paper was gone paper towels was gone cleaning supplies was gone and there was no like coexisting with your neighbors and your community it was i don't give a fuck about you mm-hmm. i only give a fuck about me and my family that's it and that's where like so much of, of the social commentary that romero puts in dawn of the dead it's real shit it's really how mm-hmm. things go down nobody gives a fuck about anybody else when the, the shit hits the ceiling it's only me 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 i mm-hmm. i i right um it's just crazy, like how, but I mean, both sides, like all the characters in that movie, are kind of like still flour- flourished by money, and you know yeah. they, they find all the money in the movie, and they they see all the free shit that they get in the mall. But you it's never like, know. Like how how does that stuff mean something to you? And like there's literally flesh eating zombies outside, ready to fucking eat the nougat in your brain. You know? Well, <laughs> I like that. Well, it's like you know when Peter you know held up the money, and you know David's looking at it, and he goes. You never know. Like money could become a thing that's valuable again. Mm-hmm. Like let's take the money anyways, just in case just that shit would happen. Yeah. I mean, dude, when these riots fucking break out, yeah. people are still stealing shit. You oh, know what I mean? It's looting's insane. Yeah. 
it's 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 fucking crazy. So like, yeah, it's just you know when when things get tough, it's a doggy dog world, and and people will do what is necessary to survive, and they'll do whatever it takes. And like I said, like dude, I mean, I, I remember specifically there was a guy mm-hmm. that had like we had just gotten a pal. I used to I used to manage a grocery store, um, and dude, I worked in in grocery for. 18 years and wow. like dude yeah it was it i i really enjoyed it until 2020 man like i i was a store manager i was running my own store and shit like that and dude that year broke me that i was like i don't want to work with the public anymore like this is all i've done and i make a great living doing it like mm-hmm. you know um but I don't want to fucking do this anymore because I can't deal with people anymore. I feel like I I finally hit my breaking point mm-hmm. in 2020 of being like, I'm out. And I did. I got the fuck out, man. The moment That's I could crazy. get out and I found a job where I was making just as much money, fucking I jumped the fuck out and I don't have to deal with the public now. And it's great. <laughs> it's really great. And yeah. before COVID, I, I, you know, even though like I would get batshit customers from time to time, I'm actually writing a book about it right now. Really? Uh, it's called Adventures in Retail, and it's oh. about the eight. It's about the eighteen years that I, I spent working in grocery retail. Um, because the stories wow. that I could tell you, like people are going to be like, "There's no." There, people are going to be like, "There's no way this is real." Oh, it's a hundred. When you deal with the general public on a daily basis, you're bound to see some of the craziest shit ever. You ever, it's like, all. yeah, dude, especially because it's not like a, you're working at Old Navy, right? Because the only people that you experience at Old Navy are people that shop at Old Navy. If you're working in a grocery store, you you're you're getting every single different kind of demographic and person because everybody eats. Yeah. So, like, dude, yeah, it was enough for me. But I remember this dude; he had like like ten things of of toilet paper, and like we had just gotten a pallet, and we only got one pallet in. So oh, let's just no. say that I had eighty units on a pallet, like, and yeah. we had signs up that was like one each, mm-hmm. right? This dude had ten in his oh. basket, and I walked up to him and I was like, Hey, how's it going, man? Like, I understand that you want to purchase 10. I do. I get it a hundred percent. And I, I, I kind of pride myself that I'm pretty good at talking to people, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. talking people down and shit like that and kind of talking to them to where they can understand it. I said, however, like, dude, if I let you get 10, I got to let the next person get 10. And I swear to God, he goes, I don't give a fuck about the next person. <laughs> I need, that's what he said to me. I don't give a fuck about the next person. I'm not the next person. I need this for my family. I'm going, you have it for sale. I'm going to purchase it. I said, sir, it is a limit of one each because we want to make sure that everybody is able, as many people are able to get one each. Like that's fair. It's not fair that you're getting 10 and somebody else is going to come in in 20 minutes and not be able to get one. He goes, I don't give a fuck about them. Sort of (laughs) got dead, dead, dead in the face was like, I don't give a fuck about them. So what'd you do? And so I was like, Okay, so I'm, I'm not give a fuck going about you. Get out of my yeah. store. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you have no idea how badly I wanted to. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> there's some stories in the book where uh, you'll find out that I, I you know, I, I did the thing where I look around and make sure nobody else, no witnesses were around, and I, I spoke my mind. But uh, this was not that that time because there were people everywhere, yeah. and so I was like, so you understand that I'm gonna walk up to the cashier and tell them to only charge you for one, and he goes, and you understand that I'm still walking out with ten, right? Oh my God. And so I said, okay, well, he was at the back of the line anyways. So I, I call my DM, my district manager. And I'm like, Hey, like I got 
customers that are telling me they're taking. And then, of course, they go, well, it's a limited one. I was like, I understand that. I tried explaining it to them. Like, these people are ready to fight. Like, if I try to only sell this guy one, he's walking out with 10 anyways. Like, I'm telling yeah. you. And if, if I try to stop him, he will fight me. Because you yeah. could see it talking to him. I could see it in his eyes. And so I said, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Because I could tell the cashier to only charge him for one, but he's walking out with 10. I'm telling you right now. And she was like, Call the just let him, let, let him get. No, she said, let him get 10. Let him get 10. Like, it's not worth getting into a physical altercation over it. Because that's exactly what was going to happen is if I would have walked over and, and tried to regulate only one. Yeah. Um, he was still going to try to walk out with 10. And if I tried to stop him, it would have been fucking fist flying. So it was crazy, man. It, like I said, it was enough for me to be like, I'm out. I don't like people um, yeah. anymore. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. And uh, <laughs> I, I got out, man. But like, dude, that's that's where this movie is so realistic in so many fronts. Because like I said, those, those marauders at the end could have been like, hey, you know, you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, we just need some things, you know, um, help us out. We're desperate. And, you know, they seemed like. I mean, dude, at that point, they were looking to leave anyways. Yeah. So, like, I feel like if the Marauders would have approached them like that, they would have been like, because they seemed like understanding people, right? Like, Peter, um, David, no, Stephen. I, I said David because uh, David yeah. is his real name. Uh, so, Peter, Stephen, um, and Fran, like, they seemed like reasonable people. Yeah. So I feel like they would have been like, okay, but that's not how it played out. It was like, motherfuckers, we're coming inside of there and we're going to fucking take you it know, all. I kind of I kind of wish I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way, but I kind of wish it played out the way that it played out. But then like after a couple people got killed, maybe they like formed a bond and then like all of them together came together and just took on the zombies. And then, yeah, you know, I feel like that would have been a cool ending. Yeah, dude, that mall was sweet, too. Like, oh, <laughs> so sick. When when is the last time you saw a fucking gun store inside of a mall? Never for me. I know. And actually, the, the gun store wasn't even filmed there, believe it or not. Oh, that I was, bet. That was filmed like like downtown Pittsburgh. But I know oh, in, I ge bet. in general, though, I th there, there probably was gun stores in malls back then, I bet. Dude, Um. so the way that Dawn of the Dead happened was that Dario Argento approached Romero and he said, hey, you know, yeah. have you ever considered making a sequel to Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. And Romero said, yes. Like, you know, I've kicked around the idea quite a bit. I've had a couple people contact me they would be interested in financing it you know yeah. i don't know it's something that i that i would be interested in and argento was like dude i if if you are willing to make a sequel i can get you the money yeah and he flew you know of course Italy. yeah yeah like i i could get you the money and so romero was like all right well you know i need to figure out what it would be about mm -hmm. and so at the time you know romero was a pittsburgh native mm -hmm. who uh you know he filmed an episode of uh uh, Mr. Rogers. No, I didn't know. It that. was also filmed in uh in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he filmed. Uh, oh, wow. There's an episode where Mr. Rogers goes to the dentist, and George uh -huh. Romero filmed that. Like directed it, or yeah, yeah. Wow, that's sick. Fun, fun little uh tidbit of information. But uh, so at that time, you know, indoor malls were just becoming a thing because this was like 1977, right? Yeah. So, like indoor malls were were brand new, but they were popping up, you know, from place to place. They were booming. And yeah, they were, they, they were, man. They were starting like construction was going on all over the United States for these indoor malls, right? Yeah. So they had had made Monroeville Mall. And so Romero went being a Pittsburgh native, he went there and like the owner was like, Oh man, I'll give you a private tour of the mall. So 
as Romero was getting this private tour of the mall, he, uh, the owner of the mall or the general manager, what, whoever it was, yeah. said, yeah, you know, he showed him some areas. He was like, yeah, there's like some, a couple little bunkers in here that if shit ever hit the fan, these would be great hiding places. And then the light bulb went off and Romero was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, that's where I'll have the next Night of the Living Dead take place is in a shopping mall. Genius. Yeah, dude, fucking brilliant. So then, you know, he flew uh, uh, Argento paid for for him and um, maybe another person from crew uh, to come over to Italy. And then they wrote the script. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, three weeks. Rem- yeah. Banged the script out. And it was uh, it was amazing. Do you know uh, Greg Nicotero's um, story with Romero? I might know part of it, but go on. Dude, it's fucking insane, man. So Nicotero is a huge Romero guy. Mm-hmm. And they were he was in another country. I want to say it was Italy. Yeah, it was Italy. And okay. it was when Romero was there. Oh riding wow. Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I hope I'm getting all this right. But uh okay. they he his family went out to dinner and they looked over and there was fucking George Romero and he recognized him from like you know, some magazines, some publications, and he was like, Oh my god, that's George Romero. Wow. And so Nicotero fucking as a kid, he was like a teenager worked mm-hmm. up enough nerve to walk over and was like, Mr. Romero, like, like I'm, I'm from the United States too. And I'm like a huge fan of yours, like yada, yada, yada. And like, so Romero had told him, you know, like we're, we're actually making a sequel to night of living dead and it's filming in Pittsburgh if you want to come. And so as a teenager, I think he went and he helped out on set, but like, dude, he was in another country and he ran into George Romero who invited him to set who that's insane. Nicotero got to work on, you know, behind the scenes, Dawn of the Dead. And yeah. it, dude, it, it launched his career because by the time that Day of the Dead came around, like he was offered a job on it, like an official job on it. So like what the hell? that, that happening kind of, that freak thing happening launched his career, which is why he's, he's always, you know, been so thankful. And he's always said that, you know, this is all my career is because of George Romero. And that's why he's, you know, still sailing the the George Romero like flagship dude. He's doing the creep show TV show to honor mm-hmm. George Romero and keep keep his legacy alive, man, which is really, really cool. But, you know, kind of a, a fun little little tidbit, man. So they uh, they filmed this movie nights after the mall was closed. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, it was like 6 p.m. to 10 a or no, no, no 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. every night. Yeah. Could you imagine working on that like fucking well, yeah, but you know, it was even crazier is they, they almost shot it during like the holiday season and they, uh, for yeah. like the first couple of weeks, they, they were like, nah, we're, we're going to wait until the decorations come down. Cause they were going to yeah. have to literally take down decorations every Put single them back night. Up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's just, it's everything is so perfect about it. Like, you know, the flaws that I can call out in this movie are like, you know, sometimes when Peter throws a punch, like they should have used different camera angles because you can tell that the punch didn't connect, but the zombies are still like, yeah, oh, yeah. like, but I can look past that because the fucking movie is so good. Right. Yeah. And I don't think that that's cheesy. I'm just like, you know, it's a flaw, but it's there and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You yeah. know, I need to, I need to read up on, um, on, uh, oh, fuck, uh, Roger on Roger with the, the, the jacket on his waist. And that one scene, like, I 100%, I don't know this, but I guarantee it was a continuity thing. Yeah. That at one point he was, like, supposed to, like, have that jacket around his waist. Mm-hmm. And then they filmed a bunch of shit and was like, oh, fuck, he's not wearing the jacket. 
So they had to do that insert shot of like the zombie yeah. crawling on him and pulling the jacket off. You know which part I'm talking about in the convenience in the uh in the uh the store and he puts the the screwdriver in the zombie's ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he had a jacket around his waist, but I'm like, dude, that whole scene was literally put there to explain the fact that he no longer had the jacket around his waist. So it makes me think that like they well, fucked up with content. <laughs> yeah, they they fucked up with I notice it every single time, but I've never done any research on it. So like I feel like it was because they fucked up with continuity in a scene and they were like, well, we're not refilming that. So we'll just do an, an insert scene that explains what happened to the jacket around his waist. But, uh, dude, what yeah. I mean, sorry, good. I was just was, say what you were saying. Sorry. No. So like, I'm just little things like that where it's like, you know, some, some punches like obviously didn't land and the zombies are still reacting and like, dude, you know, this, Savini, you know, he made the zombies blue, which, you know, when people do pass away, they have a bluish tint to their skin because there's no more oxygen flowing. Yeah. So, like, I understand the reasoning behind that. Um, it ends up kind of looking a little goofy, but even so, like, the movie's so good that it doesn't bother me. No, yeah. That, that was actually my question I was about to ask is what you thought of the uh, skin color from the makeup and then the blood. Dude, I, I love I love the, the the blood color. Um, there's a lot of like uh giallo films with like really, really bright blood. So maybe like Argento had his hand in that a little bit as far yeah. as the color of the blood. Um, so I I I dig that. Um, but dude, it's just it's so good. Like if you had to say that you related to a character from the film, which which character would you say you related with the most? Oh, with me. <sighs> I don't really know, actually. That's a hard one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I'll just go with Ken because he's a badass. Dude, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, man. The first time I met him, he was shit face drunk, dude. What? Dude, yeah. It was. I, I had only gone to a few conventions at this point. Did you ever go to Horror Find? Dude, that's hilarious because that's literally my story next. So you you keep going. Yes, that was the very first horror convention I went to was Horror Find. Yeah. What year? What year? 2011. Okay, see. Damn, that's crazy. They were still doing it in 2011. Mine yeah. was, I think, 2008. Um, But I went there and, like, dude, I was mad pumped to meet Ken Forey. Uh, like, he's like, dude, I've always loved Dawn of the Dead. I've got a Dawn of the Dead tattoo. Like, mm-hmm. fucking love Dawn of the Dead. So I show up and Udo Kier from Suspiria and a million other things sitting across from them they both they both have like these glasses of wine or liquor in front of them right (laughs) yeah and dude ken forey is shit-faced fucking wasted and he's like dude i walk up and he's like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's such a good oh my god he was like he was like (laughs) i'm sorry his face is making he's like i'm sorry his face is making me laugh so much <laughs> and like, dude, he kept laughing and blaming it on it was either one of my friends or Udo Kier that was sitting across from him. And he's like, but he was just like, all right, no, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> he was laughing. And like every time he tried to get his shit together, he was cool for a second and then he'd start laughing again. And then finally he goes, Oh, Udo Kier got me fucked up drinking this shit. And like he told us, like, and like I looked over at Udo and he like held his like fucking liquor glass up, um, which I have a funny fucking Udo story too, real quick. Like, dude, you ever meet somebody and they're awesome 
And then literally you meet them another time and it's a fucking train wreck and a horrible experience. I don't know. Maybe possibly. Udo Kier, man. I met him Friday of the show <laughs> at Texas Frightmare. Right? Yeah. It was 2017. Okay. Uh, Dario Argento was there. I was fucking pumped as shit. It was my, my first time meeting Dario. Lucky. Um, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was not missing that. I was like, oh shit, Texas Frightmare is bringing Dario Argento. I'm going. This guy's a god. Yeah. So <laughs> Friday, I get I get Udo and he is cool as fuck. Like he's just like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's funny, man. We're laughing. Like he's just having a great time. Like we're both having a great time. It was awesome. The very next day. I, I forgot that I had my friend Suspiria uh vinyl. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I was like, oh, shit, I got to get this sign for her. So I bring it to him and like he grabs a pen before I can hand him mine. Right. Because I'm an experienced autographer. I don't trust celebrities pens on their table because, dude, they they'll use the same pen over and over again. And even when it starts to die, they're not collectors. So they don't understand. Like, dude, the signature looks like shit because you used a dead pen. So now I'm stuck with a signature that I paid full price for and the signature's dead, right? Yeah. So like before I could, I'm like literally reaching in my, I had just put the vinyl down. He didn't even say, where do you want it signed? He grabbed his own pen as I'm reaching in my pocket for my pen oh. and he signed it. And of course he signed it with a dead ass Sharpie. Oh man. Dead ass Sharpie. So I was like, oh, Udo, um, Udo, Shit, that, man. That's a no, no, Udo. I was like, yeah, Udo, no, no, Udo, no, 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 Udo, <laughs> no, 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 Mr. Udo, why you do this? No, 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 Udo. So, uh, I, <laughs> I hand him, so I, I hand him my pen and I said, would you mind resigning it? Cause like, dude, with Sharpie, if it's faint enough and depending on the material, you can actually get it off. You can mm -hmm. remove it. Yeah. Um, I have a, I bought a, uh, a laser disc it was personalized from angus scrim it was like to jason and it was oh. angus scrim dude i got it off ebay like seven years ago for 25 bucks right yeah. because it was personalized so the person sold it for so cheap yeah, and it, was yeah. it was before uh angus had passed mm -hmm. um so his his autograph wasn't crazy rare but it was 25 bucks dude i got this this vinyl and got the fucking to jason off of it so now it's just angus scrim's autograph and he says like welcome to morningside boy or whatever so anyways so I hand Udo uh, a fucking paint pen. I'm like, would you mind using this one? Like, I'm sorry, like your pen, your pen is dried up a little bit. Like, I think your signature would look better with this pen. And plus, like, I want your signature to pop. Like, your signature is very important, right? So I'm trying to make him feel good. And he yeah. was like, oh, you want me to sign it again? And he went, and he signed it. And then he signed it a second time. And he was like, how about again? And I was like, oh, uh, no, 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 that, that's fine. He goes, how about again? And he signs it a third time. And I was like, Dude, come on, man. And again, he signed it four times. Are you fucking kidding me? Four fucking times. And he goes, is that enough for you? Is that good? Like, he was offended that I asked him to re-sign. It's like, motherfucker, I, I'm paying you. I am literally paying you. What did you, you. do? I would have flipped Dude, out. I was so fucking mad. I would have throat punched the motherfucker. And he looked at, uh, so the, the special <laughs> effects artist from the puppet master, the littlest Reich, which was like the bigger budget Fangoria puppet master that came out a few years ago. Um, yeah, it was actually, it was a fun movie, but uh, so Udo Kier was in that movie. Yeah. And so he looked at the effects artist and was like, ha, 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 and like laughed 
and I, dude, I fucking grabbed the vinyl. I didn't say shit because I was like, dude, me cursing him out or whatever. Like, he's not going to give a fuck. He was wasted, too. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just, like, dude, I grabbed the laser disc and I just walked off. I was so fucking pissed, man. But, that uh, sucks. But yeah, man. So, yeah, I met, uh, I met, um, you know, fucking, uh, you know, Argento in 2017. And then, you know, he's so, so horrifying weekend. Fucking yeah, Pinfori yeah. was just wasted and he blamed it on, on Udo Kier, but it was, it was awesome. But I can, like, my buddy, Anthony, he, He's always like, remember when we met the dad from Keenan and Kel and he was <laughs> wasted? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. I do remember that. Dude, you do the perfect freaking impression of his <laughs> laugh. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know. It's a gift. Dude, he's yeah. on Instagram now. We should send him that. Just that dude, clip of you doing that. Oh, man. I fucking, dude, it was weird because like there was a point in time where he was at every single convention. He was like Kane Hodder. It was like, dude, he Fury, was. And Fury, Ken Fury. And now, dude, he's done one in like the past like three years, dude. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I need him to sign. So like I uh I went to a Dawn of the Dead reunion in 2016. Okay. It was in I want to say it was in Indianapolis. It was a it was a Days of the Dead spinoff show called like Culture Shock. They only did one of them. It was weird. Yeah. But they tried to do like a pop culture show, but it also had a Dawn of the Dead reunion. But they had like Star Wars people and shit there too. So I went. It was like middle of winter status, dude. Like, wow. and I went. And uh, funny enough, my my buddy that I said doesn't really go to conventions that met RoboCop, my buddy John McCoy, he went with me to that one because I was like, hey man, I'm going to this thing. Do you want to go for like a road trip? And he was like, yeah, fuck yeah. So we went, and dude, I drove all the way there and got there and then it was like right in time for the convention to open so like dude i had never the only cast member that i had met was ken Forey. yeah um i'd never met david mg i had never met um uh scott reiniger and i'd never met galen ross so for me meeting the core cast to one of my favorite films of all time was such a big deal and i was like fuck it dude i drove however fucking many hours that was um Mm -hmm. And it was amazing, dude. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on your show before. Maybe I, I have. I don't think you have. No, 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 not not this particular, but like Galen Ross that was in, um, you know, Creep Show, and she was in Dawn of the Dead. She was also in Madman. I think maybe I have mentioned. Oh this yeah, on your you show. mentioned that part. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So do you know how badly I wanted to get like to to see if she would sign my Madman poster? But I was like, dude, I can't risk hindering. <laughs> potentially my one and only experience yeah with galen ross by pissing her off so like fuck it i'm just sticking with dawn of the dead items or whatever so uh dude i was so so pumped and everybody was was so cool and like honestly i want to say i think that was the last no no david mg did who plays flyboy he's done one show after that okay and that's it dude he's done like like they've done these other dawn of the dead reunions like at the you know, the living, you know, the living dead weekend in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And like, you know, Scott Reiniger has attended. Ken Forey has attended and Galen has attended, but dude, Flyboy has not come out. And so like, uh, maybe he's just, he's just over it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super, super, super awesome experience. But like, dude, I'll never forget that trip. And neither will my buddy John, because we had heard like, oh, we're supposed to get a little bit of snow tonight. So like a little bit of snow in Washington, D.C. would be like flurry, right? Yeah. Where I live. 
little bit of snow in Indianapolis was like 10 inches of snow, dude. It was, <laughs> I woke up the next morning because it was like, all right, but we got to drive home. And I yeah. looked out the window and I was like, holy fuck. My buddy was like, what? And I was like, dude, look out the window. We literally dug my car out with our hands. And I was oh like, my God. dude, what? Are, I'll send you. I have pictures I was, of how bad the snowstorm was. And I was like, dude, what do we do, man? Do we just both? Because we both had to work the next day. I was like, do we both yeah. just call out of work and just get another a hotel for another night? Well, will that even make a difference? Because yeah. like, dude, the, the reaction time, I guess, in Indianapolis compared to here is different. Like, dude, if we get a snowstorm here, those snowplow trucks are on it. By the time you wake up, the fucking main roads are plowed. It's they perfect, hadn't. Yeah. They hadn't even fucking touched it, dude. Uh, it was a terrifying drive home. So, dude, now if that would happen, I'd be like, fuck it. I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'm going to yeah. text a picture to my boss of I'm fucking stuck, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but then I was a little bit younger uh, and stupid, man. Yeah, this was 16, 17, five. No, does that make sense? Was it five years? Wow. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know who fucking knows. But uh, yeah, dude, it was a terrifying fucking trip home. But I got to meet all the cast of uh, Dawn of the Dead. And it was uh, George Romero was there as well. And it was. Uh, I think it yeah, it was the last time that I saw George in person. Um, Still never got to meet him myself. Uh, that does suck, man. He was he was really cool. So I got a, I got George to sign a picture of me and him. And I've had the other actors like I mailed them stuff like in the mail or whatever and i got i got david and i got um scott reiniger so the only person that i'm missing like to have them autograph the picture of me and them would be ken who at one point was the most accessible of them all and now that's dude he hasn't yeah he hasn't done anything in a minute man so i'm hoping he does some stuff again because i would i would happily pay for him to autograph that and then i would have the core cast and george romero like my pictures with them autograph which i think would be cool yeah um the first time i met ken was also at horror find um this was 2011 and somebody told me and this was the very first horror convention i ever went to um and somebody had told me that he has a weakness for peanut m&ms that's his like oh, favorite shit. favorite snack i guess of all time must be um so you know nice person that i am i go get some peanut m&ms i get like the like the halloween candy ones yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think we already had at our house because it was like September. Um, but I brought those with me and I was like, hey, Ken, would you like some peanut M&Ms? And like before I could even finish saying that sentence, this motherfucker snatched the peanut M&Ms out of my hand. He said, <laughs> give me that. Give me that. And then he, he rips, he rips it open like in a fury and like a race, like rips it open, you know, starts eating them and then like calls over Bill Mosley. And then starts throwing peanut M&Ms to Bill Mosley. Oh, amazing. Was one of the greatest like moments. Dude, yeah. Pro that's, probably that's... the greatest. I don't even know if I've ever had something that great happen. Yeah. It was sick. That's, that's fucking awesome, man. Oh, see, I wish, I wish conventions were still laid back and chill like that. Because that would never happen now. Because yeah. they've gone so mainstream. And good, good for the people that that's their sole source of income. Like the Kane Hodders, right? Yeah. That guy he makes a living doing these conventions and he makes a killing doing it. Right. So like yeah. more power to those people that now it's like just a powerhouse money-making machine, but like stuff like that doesn't happen now because the lines are too long. You don't get those mm -hmm. same interactions. Like yeah. me and you did, you know, initially when we started going to shows, um, Sad. Oh, 
to piggyback on the which character do you identify with? So like I I as I asked you that question, I was like, well, fuck, which one do I identify with the most? I would probably have to go oh, yeah. with uh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> well, I'm pregnant. Do you want me to abort it? Um, <laughs> um, dude, I would probably go with Roger. Okay. Um, because I feel like I would get to a point where I'd be like, we've got this thing by the ass. Like I would think it was all too easy and I would get comfortable way too quickly. Not realizing like, yeah, you know, keep, keep your, your, your enemies close and understand how dangerous they were or yeah. they are, you yeah. know, like I, I feel like I would be the overly excitable one that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then like start to take the threat less seriously. Um, no, for sure. Not saying, not saying that's my mind state on, on COVID. Like I said, I wore, I wore a mask <laughs> and still city con, but like, I, I feel like I probably identify more with him. And it's weird because it's like those movies that you watch where, you know, someone's about to fucking like meet their demise and, yeah. and you watch it and, and you almost hope it doesn't happen, even though you've seen the movie before. Right. Like, the movie Alpha Dog with Anton Yelchin and Justin oh, Timberlake and shit like that. Great Devastating, movie. right? Devastating, great movie. At the Fantastic. end of it, you love Anton Yelchin's character and you feel bad for him and you're like, no, 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 no don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ugh. And then he gets fucking killed, right? And But every time I've watched Alpha Dog, yeah, I like I have that like, oh, no, don't let it end that way. Don't let it end that way, even though I know how it ends. And that's exactly how I feel watching Dawn of the Dead every single time. And maybe it's because I do identify with Roger the most. Yeah, but every single time he gets too cocky, he thinks it's too easy, and then he gets bit, mm-hmm. and they fucking dude gets bit a couple times, and they fuck him up, and yeah. like, dude, the acting in this movie is so good that like, you believe that he's in pain, like, yeah. and when you know Fran is is dressing his wounds up, and he's like, you know, he's like, oh, like it's like, dude, you you really like the motherfucker's a good actor because it's like he he's really selling like how much pain he's in and how much a zombie bite hurts because right? they I, never i feel it i feel it when that one zombie goes to like push on his wounds and you see that blood oh, pulling out you feel it oh. that orange blood that oozes out i fucking yeah. orange red blood i fucking yeah dude I, I i love it and you know um he just really he sells it and every time i watch this movie in the scene where they're they're jumping in the trucks and they're moving the vehicles and it's like he's like fuck my bag like bro Go back for your, you literally have an entire mall. My whatever's bag. grab it. <laughs> whatever's in that bag, you have a whole mall filled with shit. I guarantee you can just go get another one. But instead he's like, I gotta get my bag. Yeah. Every yeah. single time I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like and I I always want a different outcome every single time I watch it. And of yeah. course, that's not what we get. And dude, like again with the acting, which is why this movie is one of my favorites of all time. When he's he's hallucinating a little bit and he's expressing to Peter that like he doesn't want to become a zombie, he doesn't want to become like them, and he's like, I'm gonna try to not come back. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try not to like just like dude, that yeah. whole scene and he's looking in Peter's eyes and Peter's trying to be there for you know his his war buddy and Oh man, it fucking it it pulls on my heartstrings every single time. And then you know when Peter has to do what he has to do, when when Roger starts to turn, man, it's 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 heartbreaking, dude. Yeah, it might be one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. Actually, is when he he becomes a zombie. That's such yeah, a strong oh, scene. That's oh, got to be and, like yeah, one of the best moments. And the, the makeup and and that particular scene is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Absolutely fantastic. So you know, 
it's a it's such a tragic film um it's so good it's also fun and just the setting of being in the mall and like oh, it's so fun have, it's comical. Having, having your own little apartment that's hidden inside of a mall like that's yeah. so fucking cool man yeah they filmed those scenes outside of the mall too did like, they like the hunting the hunting or the uh yeah the hunting store the gun store um yeah. the apartment scenes and even the elevator might have been no the elevator was in the mall that was in the mall but there was, was like a... i don't know maybe there was like something else i'm thinking of or maybe it was sure. the um the thing that they're climbing into in yeah, the yeah, ceiling yeah. that that, that, that might have been somewhere else that's what i'm talking about um but yeah dude i don't know i love dawn of the dead so fucking much yeah, uh the it's... uh the alternate ending though do you know about that uh is it the the argento cut well, the one that they like started shooting but didn't finish, where they both kill themselves at the end. Oh, Fran dude, Peter. you're dropping some knowledge on me. Really? You didn't know about that? Yeah, no. So it wasn't like originally going to end this way, but I mean, they, they were going to do this, but um, I guess Peter was going to end up killing himself, committing suicide, and so was Fran. Fran was going to literally stand up and basically put her head in the fucking rotary blades of the helicopter. Which, with her being pregnant with a baby, would have been the most brutal fucking ending. Like, if you thought the yeah. mi- the ending to yeah. the Mist film with Thomas oh, Jane was rough, like, dude, rough. a fucking a pregnant woman doing that would have been fucking. Pe- people would still be talking about that, like, literally right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, and they they, they actually did. still used the um, like the makeup prosthetic or whatever that they were going to use for that scene. They use they still use that for the shotgun explosion head scene in the beginning. Damn. That's awesome. It's like the same appliance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, that scene is fucking brutal as shit, man. They mm-hmm. walk in and fucking blow that dude. Oh, let's, that's another thing. Let's talk about this. Like times were very different, right? Like if Dawn of the Dead was made now, I mean, oh. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because like, I, I don't know because I mean, if you look at Tarantino movies, like he has no qualms about when he's doing period pieces or whatever about dropping the end bomb and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Watching Dawn of the Dead, the beginning, I, I will say the one scene that I don't particularly care for is the raid scene in the beginning with with Roger and and uh, and Peter. OK, um, I, I don't particularly care for it because like, dude, it's just do the woolly character when he's talking about Puerto Ricans and like different people. And he's he's dropping the end bomb. It's just really mm-hmm. in, in 2021, almost 2022. It's 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 not kosher. It's, yeah, dude, it's and it's it's a really tough watch for me that I'm like, oh, it just makes me so fucking uncomfortable that yeah. um I will fast forward through a lot of that when I watch it now. Yeah. Um and I'll, you know, the basement scene is 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 really impactful and like, you know, they were still treating, you know, their dead with respect and they didn't want to fucking kill them, so they kept the dead in the basement in that raid in the raid scene and no. So that part's cool, but like a lot of the woolly stuff. Like imagine being the dude that played woolly like half of the words that come out of his mouth are racial slurs. Like that's yeah. got to be weird, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like oh, I love, love the it, name Wooly. <laughs> Wooly, fuck it, like, man. He sounds like an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, I was I, I I was gonna say like maybe he wouldn't make it that same way now, but like maybe he would because like I said, Tarantino does that shit, and you know, it is what it is. I have no qualms with what Tarantino does though, because I feel like a lot of the stuff he did was for a purpose. And I think Django, like the, the flack he got from what's his name, Spike, Spike Lee for Django, I thought was kind yeah. of insane. Yeah. It's just, it's the movie he went for. And, you know, yeah. I like that he doesn't hold back, but like, I don't think that necessarily makes him like a total, like racist piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, he, just, he does have a foot, real. 
He's got a foot fetish, but doesn't mean he's a racist, right? He definitely has a foot fetish, and that is can be uh, confirmed on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, like I really I can't imagine what the general like consensus was for this movie when like moviegoers flocked to see this, like right when the initial release came out. Um, you know, I bet half of them were mortified and like the overall depravity of the film and the shockingly like real special effects probably just were like way too extreme for people at the time in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was it was definitely unlike most things that were coming out at the time. You know, it definitely, mm-hmm. you know, we were getting things like that in in Italy and shit like that. And but we weren't seeing a lot of that in like mainstream releases. And it's funny, man. You know, when I talk about my top five favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. two of those movies were made in the same, you know, came out the same year, which was Halloween, Halloween yeah. Dawn of the Dead, man. Both came out in 78, which it's 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 funny because. You know, like those those two films are just so to me perfect, absolutely perfect. Hold on one second, I go, I'm gonna go piss. Just drink this thing. we both just took the greatest pisses of our lives dude i uh i drank a monster because like i said i'm like this fucking booster shot is making me like mad sleepy so like i was like oh i'll just drink this monster and like dude i had to take a monster fucking piss man for like dude i've had to piss for like 20 minutes and finally i was like okay i don't think i can wait any longer dude i have a habit of drinking way too much when i do the podcast too like i drink a lot beforehand and then I have like a water and a big ass cup of tea. <laughs> so, dude, like I felt like a waterfall come out of me. Dude, yeah, it was it was it was bad. So, like, can you name your top five favorite movies like ever off the top of your head? Off the top of my head? Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like putting you on the spot. Hit me. OK, Night- Nightmare Before Christmas. Cool. Hall- Halloween. Cool. Goonies. Yep. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. OK. And then like like Jurassic Park's up there. Dude. And then there's like, you know, then there's like some silly ones, I guess, like Hocus Pocus. Hell yeah. Uh, I love Napoleon Dynamite. That's up there. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's like there's like too many, but those are like sure. a lot of my favorites. Like those top five for sure are like the top five. But then there's like Mrs. Doubtfire. That's also like top 10 probably for me. Hell yeah. Um, th- These are just movies that I grew up with that I watched yeah, of course. religiously hundreds of times to the point where it's just like they're the movies that inspired me. Sure. So the movies that then made you like the They're, Netflix show. Yes. Let's give them a little hit. Dude, that's that's I, actually a pretty I, damn good show. I actually hate that show. <laughs> I fucking I, hate it. The I watched reason, the Halloween one. That's all I've seen, though. I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. The reason that I don't like that show is I don't like the quirky commentary. And that's when all of a sudden the producers went into a room and then they came up with this. Con- like, dude, the narrator uh-huh. that whole time, like, tries to be like funny and like quirky and like. I understand that he's catering to like a demographic that maybe doesn't know things about these properties already. So he's like trying to educate them in a fun and funny way yeah. to where me like it's like and then Erwin, you blondes 
you know, said that he he was going to make a movie called The Babysitter Murders. It was never was called it really the like that. It was never remember. called. Yeah. Like, dude, the narrator gets on my fucking nerves, man, to where like, dude, I, I tried to watch the Halloween one because, you know, Sean Clark was in it. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's but like, I watched it. That's also like why I shouldn't try to watch things like that, because like, dude, I, I'm so fanatical about them that I already read up on like everything about them for the most part. Yeah. And I already know the shit that they're telling me anyway. So when they're hitting me with that dumbass dialogue, I'm like, all right, I'm out. I can't, I can't listen to this. I can't <laughs> like, I literally, I turned the Halloween one off and my wife was like, dude, I, I knew you were going to turn that off. I was to like, be I fair. I've only seen like it. probably 10 or 15 minutes of it, but I saw the Sean's part. Yeah. And like th- I'm talking about like Deborah Hill and stuff, but I don't really remember. Dude, if you want the definitive documentary on the original Halloween uh, it is um, Halloween, the inside story from A&E. Mm-hmm. And at one point you could, you could actually purchase a DVD of it from Amazon. And I think it's out of print now, but maybe it's not check it out. Mm-hmm. But Halloween, the inside story from A&E is the most definitive. And they got, they got interviews with Jamie Lee Curtis and everyone dude. It's, and it's so much information on the movie that it's like, you will get every single thing that you want to know about that movie from that documentary. It's fantastic. That's cool. Really, really, really good. Um, but dude, you mentioned you mentioned Jurassic Park and like, dude, when I tell you that that movie changed my life, that movie changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like when I look back at things in my life, I literally as silly as this is, I'm like 1993. Yeah, I was in third grade. Wow. And there's things before Jurassic Park in my life and there's things after Jurassic Park in my life. And it was the first time that I remember as a kid, like really begging my dad to take me to the movie theaters. Like, yeah, because there'd be times where like Ernest scared stupid and shit like that. I'd be like, hey, can you take me? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, cool. But I, <laughs> I, I remember specifically being like Jurassic Park comes out on Friday. Can you please, please take me to see this movie? And he was like, OK, OK, OK. Um, I remember I got the uh, the book and I still have it. The making of Jurassic Park. It was for kids. Um, I have that it? book too. I got that at Goodwill a couple months ago. The, that like big book. It's like it's like yellowish, yellow and black, or some shit like that. And, and red. Yes. Yes, yep. I have that, dude. I got that before the movie came out. Here it is. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that's it. That's it. I got that. I love it. I got that before the movie came out and I got it through a book fair at school. Wow. Yeah, dude. So, uh, like that movie fucking changed my life. And I remember watching it in theaters, just completely enamored. And like, dude, that was 1993. We're in 2021 right now. And I feel like the CGI in that movie is the best CGI that's ever been used still to this day. Like so good, dude, the dinosaurs, look like i don't know what a fucking real dinosaur looks like but fuck that <laughs> looks like what i feel like a dinosaur should look like and it looks real yeah. on the screen it looks like a living breathing thing yeah where you know you even you watch avatar and it's like okay like this looks like a video game it does it look great Snake, sure yeah. but it looks like a video game to where jurassic park 1993 like that shit still to this day and i will stand by it is the best cgi that's ever ever been made ever i agree i agree even the sequels to Jurassic Park have inferior CGI. So, like, whoever the fucking creative team 
uh, as far as for creating the digital dinosaurs on that film where like they, they should get that exact team together to, to make anything with CGI. Cause they fucking, they fucking nailed it. But, uh, dude, mm-hmm. for me, top five Halloween, the thing yeah. nightmare on Elm street, dawn of the dead demons. Really? Top five, top five, bro. Demons. Demons. Dude, Demons is one of the greatest movie theater horror movies out there. It is the greatest one. That is the craziest shit. <laughs> I, I love it. I was late to the party on it, man. I didn't discover Demons. Oh, me too. Um, until, you know, I like I was Ten I wasn't ago, like, maybe. yeah, like it was eh, maybe a little bit longer than that. But like I didn't discover it when I was a kid. Like, I don't I don't think I I watched it when I was a kid. Um. But like, dude, it's this I, whole like horror boom, like the last 10 years, though, ago, oh, man. it's just, like I, every every new one's coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, man. I, I, I just I love demons. And, you know, obviously Argento had his hand in, in demons as well. Yeah. Um. So it's it's yeah, he, he produced two of my favorite films of all time. So uh, but yeah, man, it's oh, man, I've 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 read the novelization for Dawn of the Dead. I heard I heard Argento's version um, of Dawn of the Dead, which I don't even know if I've seen, but I heard that one has a lot more goblin music in it. Yeah, it does. And uh, he takes like some of the subtle humor that's in uh, mm-hmm. Romero's cut is taken out. OK. And other scenes are extended like his his cut is longer, I think. Yeah. Um, but he does. He takes out a lot of the levity like scenes that, you know, you could be like, oh, that's kind of funny, mm-hmm. you know. Argento takes out like he's like, no, 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 no. There is no humor in the end of the world. Like these I people, heard, you know, I heard I heard there's like an ultimate cut too, right? Like like a fan put together on YouTube. That's like a three hour version of it. That's got everything in there. Ooh, yeah. I don't think I've seen that, man. I'd, I'd want to check that three hours of Dawn of the Dead. Sign me the fuck up. It's like it's like two hours and 50 minutes or some crazy shit. But it's like, yeah, like every little deleted scene or you know any changes from the different cuts is all in there it's just like edited together i don't know if it's like sloppily edited together but it's there let me see hold on i'm not yeah check youtube there's got there's got to be one on there john i found it earlier today of the dead extended (laughs) version yeah yeah Dawn of the Dead extra long version. Is that it? Could be. How long is it? Uh, it says two hours and 34 minutes. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. But I just know there's a version up there. Um, what are your uh, your favorite kills from the movie? Like zombie kills. Come to mind. Anything? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously the machete to the head is, is a fucking iconic one. Oh yeah, um, yeah, dude. I mean, dude. There's a lot of there's a lot of headshots in, in the film that are just like brutal as shit. Because you can tell they're using like squibs or whatever. Yeah. Um, which are brutal. I'm trying to think of of any other particular ones that that come to mind as far as the zombies die. The head explosion, helicopter head the helicopter for sure, dude. That one's yeah brutal as fuck. I mean, dude, when when Peter 
Merck's the the two little kids, which you know the oh. the, the zombies and Romero's films are very slow, but not those fucking kids. They ran towards Peter. Yo, and that's yeah, that was that's like one of the first uses of like zombies running, and those were actually um, Tom Savini's nieces and nephews. Dude, lucky. <laughs> yeah, and um, actually, in that shot, Ken didn't know that that was going to even happen. That's like his genuine reaction. He didn't even know those kids were going to run into the room. That was like love that on the spot kind of thing. And they're just like, okay, we're going to surprise them. I love that. I love that. And then dude, when, uh, you know, Flyboy's trying to fucking shoot and try to help him out and he almost hits uh, Peter a few times. I love the way that Peter walks up and he puts the gun in his face and he was like, scary, isn't it? Yeah. Just the way he <laughs> delivers that line. I love it, dude. I love dude. it. And, um, did you know that, uh, what's his face, George Romero was drunk when he wrote the, the line for um, when, the, when the Dead Walk the Earth? No like way. He, he, he was at a bar drinking or something. It was like plastered, and he came up with that. Dude, it's, it's the most iconic dialogue probably in that entire movie. So much so that when they did the, uh, you could consider it a, a remake, I guess, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I can I consider it to be something completely different because they don't use the same characters or yeah you know the only thing that's really in common with uh, 2005's uh, James Gunn's uh, and Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. um, is the is the mall setting yeah um, and a couple other themes but Ken Forey is in that one yeah and he he says the same line mm-hmm. which I thought is 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 interesting are you a fan mm-hmm. of the Zack Snyder one. Yes, I love it. Yeah, I think it's fun. Definitely, <laughs> definitely his best movie. I, I, I love it, man. Um, and I like, <clears throat> so you know that his, his new one that just came out this year, Army of the Dead, you know it's related to his 2005 Dawn of the Dead. Like, they reference it. Really? They reference it. There's a, there's a scene in Army of the Dead where um, one of the characters has a newspaper and they flip the page and you can see where it, it talks about the mall. And oh. it talks about uh, the zombie outbreak that happened in the, you know, in that mall in that area. That's so, cool. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's said that it's, uh, you know, kind of like an unrelated sequel that it, but it takes place in the same universe as that as that film. Dude, did you did you see Army of the Dead? You know, I I couldn't really get through it. I tried like two or three times. It kept putting me to sleep. Yeah, it's it, dude. It was a bad shit, fucking crazy movie though. I liked that it. it was it was literally yeah. To me, like a comic book zombie movie in live motion, like that's kind of what, and that's that's what I took away from it. Yeah. Um, which I dug it for what it was. Do I think it's a, it's a perfect film? No. Is it a movie that I'm going to rush back and watch again? No. Uh, he did the spinoff movie that was a prequel to it called uh, Army of Thieves. Yeah. And like it has one of the same characters back in it, and it was before the events of Army of the Dead. And I I I have no interest in it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but it was, it was a, it was a fine enough movie, but yeah, dude, 2005's Dawn of the Dead, dude, I saw it in theaters several times. I was a big, big fan of it. And, you know, some people were doing the normal, like, oh, fuck that fucking remake. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a name only remake for the most part other than the fact that the mall is the setting because they yeah. changed, they fundamentally changed everything else in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the zombies ran and shit like that. That was fucking scary, bro. Yeah. Um, but you got any other, uh, kills that you liked in the film or are those like the main ones? Um, yeah, like I said, I like obviously the machete one, the helicopter one, you know, Savini 
or uh, Savini, uh, Ken Forey having to murk the the two little kids was brutal as shit. Um, yeah, I like I like the the bite between like the neck and the shoulder blade or whatever that on that that chick in the beginning. Yeah, dude, that's grotesque, yeah, brutal as fuck. And then you know the whole scene that takes place in that basement of like them just eating the flesh and shit like that, like just really, really brutal stuff. I I I love it. It was unapologetic and and how brutal and gruesome it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and actually, you know, you know that the zombies would get drunk at that bar in the movie, the brown brown derby bar. Like the extras would literally get drunk. I, I don't know. It probably was while they shot or like right before they would shoot. Um, I don't know if the bar was open at night, but I I just remember reading something that like some of the extras stole a golf cart or something and like drove it, <laughs> drove it into like a pillar or something and they caused like seven thousand dollars in damage in the mall. Holy shit, dude! Yeah. I I don't know how somebody that does not sound like a good time to me. Like I I reach a certain point with being drunk where I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm over this. Like the only thing to do now is to go to sleep because I'm tired and I'm drunk and get sober. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like it's, it's time to go to bed. So I couldn't imagine getting drunk and then like, dude, you know, as well as I do, like I've been on movie sets just like you have. Yeah. It's, it's all a bunch of hurry up and wait. Right. And then it's the same thing totally. over and over and over again. Like, dude, I could not imagine being drunk and be like, okay, now you're going to walk past that store one more time. Yeah. Fuck, you know it's never one more time. It's it's always no, a for thousand sure. more times. Yeah, that sounds awful. But that's like what I love so much about Dawn of the Dead. It just feels like a group of people that are like you know a bunch of friends coming together and making this movie. Um, and it's just incredible how they they just made it happen. Like a lot of the, the special effects too. Like they were all like made on the spot. Like a lot of the crazy kills and stuff was. Oh yeah, you know, Savini just brainstorming while he was working. Dude, and like imagine being local native that was like okay i'll put on a football jersey and i'll be a football jersey zombie oh, and then yeah. like then like dude that that football zombie jersey person shows up to these living dead weekend events and like That's charges crazy. money for autographs and like people pay for it so it's like dude something that that person did just for shits and giggles in 1977 is something that they're still remembered for and they're making money from even still to this day and i think that's that's really fucking cool it's amazing um, i know that uh Ah, oh, fucking Clayton. Ah, oh, his his last name is escaping me. Um, but it's um, he was one of the zombies on the escalator, and his wife was the nurse zombie. Like they were married in real life. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Clayton they, Hill. They, Clayton yeah, Hill. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Did you just did you just look that up, or did you know that? I, I did look it up, but I wanted okay, to okay. think I knew it. That's fucking yeah. I was about to say, that's, whoa, dude. Yeah, Clayton <laughs> Hill and and yeah. Susan Hill, I believe. Um, so they uh you know, obviously married couple that they were like, oh, they're filming a movie. Like, fuck yeah, I'm going to come down. And like, dude, Clayton was smart, right? So he he collected little little things throughout the production because he was like, okay, like, like when am I ever going to be able to say that I worked on a movie? Again? Like, this That's is true. really cool. So like he kept like, like some of the prop bullet casings and prop bullets and like, you know, all these other little knickknacks. He kept them for years. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, he started doing some fan events because it's like, all right, well, he's the escalator zombie. And then his wife was the nurse zombie. <laughs> and dude, he ended up like selling like the items that he had kept and shit like that, which I'm like, dude, that's so cool. He kept those and that they went to fans, you know, because yeah. like otherwise, like, dude, movie props back in the day were just discarded. They were part of 
all right, the movie's done. Throw the shit away. We're done. Yeah. You know, to where it's not like how it is now. Now it's a huge business because people mm-hmm. want to own screen use props. So it's cool that he held on to the stuff from that. But yeah, I think, I think it's really rad that, like you said, it's just, it was people that wanted to be a part of it. They wanted to show up yeah. um, and be a part of this thing. And it's still such a big film to this day. You know, I wish we would have gotten a Dawn of the Dead part two. Um, Cause I, I always wonder like, where did Fran and Peter go at yeah, the end sure. of it? Some, some fan wrote a fan fiction novel and it was on Amazon for a little while. It was called Dawn of the Dead 2 Dead Reckoning. Um, I didn't buy it when it came out and I guess I fucked up um, the reviews for it. Aren't very good though, but like some people are like, Oh yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but like now, now like the copies of it are probably like non-existent probably cause somebody from Romero's estate was like, yo, like stop selling our intellectual property. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. Um, so anyway, so um, I know in, in, in the sequel fan novel that, that Fran and Peter went to an Island somewhere and they they you know were holding up on the island when i'm sure like you know similar shit would start to pop up or whatever Um, but i would have loved to have seen where that that would have gone next which is what makes romero's zombie trilogy really really interesting because none of them really interconnect with each other even though joe Pilato, uh who plays captain rhodes in day of the dead he is in dawn of the dead yeah Um, as like a, a army guy or whatever yeah, yeah, or like police guy, whoever the fuck he was. Police guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's briefly. interesting. Um, yeah. and I guess you could say that it, it was him. Maybe I don't know. Fucking who knows? But uh, none of none of those movies really interconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to think when when they're flying over the fields with like the shooters and the hunters and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I like to think that like they're flying over where the original Dawn of the Dead took place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never been stated that that's what that is, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not connected, which I think is, is interesting. Um, but I would have loved to have seen where, where they went after that because I love that movie so much. What would you say is your like second favorite zombie movie of all time, whether it's like Romero or somebody else? Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm a big return of the living dead fan. Honestly, I love that shit. Yeah. I, I like that movie a lot, man. Uh, zombie movie. Dude, you know what's a really, really good one? And it's, it's, <clears throat> and I'm not necessarily saying this would be my second favorite, but I think it's the most realistic approach to a zombie outbreak that I've ever seen. You ever seen the movie called The Dead? The Dead? The Dead. Um, not sure. It's very Romero inspired, but it's like found footage status, but it takes oh, okay. place in like Africa. Oh, wow. But it's like, it's like, uh, it's either a British guy or an American guy. And he's he's in Africa when a zombie outbreak breaks out and like, dude, these fucking these African zombies are terrifying because they're like stick skinny, but their eyes are white and they're slow moving just like Romero's. But like the number of them is increasing so much that it becomes a real threat. And like, dude, it it plays out like it's a real thing, like it's really happening and it feels really authentic. Yeah. And there's a lot of like gut punches and like nail biting scenes. I it's two brothers. They made two of them. There's the dead and there's the dead too. Wow. Um, both films are really good, but the first one, man, it's just like holy shit. By the time you get finished with it, you're like, I feel like I didn't breathe for an hour and a half. And that, all of that felt so real. It's Isn't really, that, really good. 
isn't the cover just like the font, like the dead or something? Or is that I think so? Yeah, it's like it's like orange, just yellow. Yeah, that's I definitely know what the cover looks like. I don't think I've seen yeah. the movie though. It's it's really fucking good. You know, another like if if you love Return of the Living Dead, like you said you did, um, yeah. there's a movie that came out straight to DVD back with like the Dimension Extreme times. I don't know if it's a Dimension Extreme movie, but I know it came out around that time because I was buying movies left and right. It was a great time for uh, for horror on on home video. Children early of the 2000s. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fucking uh, dude, Dance of the Dead. Have you ever seen it? Dance of the Dead. That one sounds familiar too. Hold dude, on, dude. Who, who did that it's, one? It's almost like it's. You, you could almost say it's almost like a sequel to uh, Return of the Living Dead because that's the tone. The tone is uh, kind of similar. I remember this being a blockbuster for sure. Dude, it's so good. It's so much fun. It's so action packed. Dance of the Dead is up there for one of my favorite zombie movies because it's just a shit ton of fun. And like they knew the movie they were making and they went for it. Yeah, and, it, and it it's pays free off. on Tubi right now, too. Dude, watch that fucking movie. You will have an absolute blast with it. It is fantastic. And I'm talking about like, dude, there's a scene where the main character is like running through a graveyard and zombies are literally <laughs> bursting out of the ground. Like they're shot from a fucking cannon. And they, <laughs> as soon as they hit the ground, they start running after him. Like, dude, it's so good. It is so good. All right. I'm going to check that out and you're going to check out. It's all a good night. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Um, dude you, will hoot, to... you will hoot and holler and fucking howl when you watch that movie. That shit was so freaking funny. And it's, yeah, it's I'm a Christmas definitely, horror movie too. So it's I'm definitely going to watch that. Definitely going to watch. I'm trying to think if there's any other zombie movies that like really jump out at me as like being like, holy shit, like this is my jam. Do you like Day of the Dead? You know what's funny is when I was younger, that was yeah. my least favorite because I felt like it was just slower and like I just, I didn't love the characters as much as I did in Night or, or Dawn of the Dead, but it's, it's, it's weird. It's like same thing when I was a kid and I would watch Empire Strikes Back. It was more long in the tooth with dialogue and story building and, okay. and shit like that. Where like, dude, Empire Strikes Back was like my least favorite Star Wars movie when I was a kid. Okay. Um, because you know, A New Hope is a lot of fun, and then uh, Return of the Jedi is a lot of fun, and then the the middle one, it's like, all right, this is kind of slow. But now as an adult, I'm like, fuck, dude, Empire Strikes Back is a masterpiece. It's the best Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah, I kind of feel like that about Day of the Dead. It's 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 gr- I don't love it more than Dawn and I never there will never be another zombie movie that I love as much as Dawn. Yeah, but I love Dawn. Yeah. Day of the Dead has grown on me tremendously because I didn't I didn't really care for it when I was younger. And now it's a movie that I'm like, oh, this is like a really good film. Mm-hmm. I do what love it, Night. I love Night. I feel like that's just so good. Classic. I don't know. I love Night. It's so good. Uh, what do you, what do you think about uh, Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead? His last two zombie films, Romero. Um, I don't think I saw Survival, but I saw Diary, and I was like, eh, like it's got good moments. Um, I don't know if the found footage aspect worked for him. Yeah, it was. I think at the time, you know, Romero is one of the only. You know, I'm not gonna say one of the only, but he he's he's someone that he. He didn't go into the yeah, and he didn't go into the studio system a lot. Like, I mean, he he did, you know, like obviously, like Hills from the Dark Side was a studio film, and like yeah, uh, Monkey Shines was a studio film, and um, he had a couple. Like, Land of the Dead was his last studio film, but he made a lot of independent movies when he probably didn't have to. But uh, I remember reading an interview with him, and they were like, you know, so you're making another 
zombie thing. And he said, it's the only thing people offer me money to make because they want me to make another, you know, which is crazy because his other films are great. Even Bruiser was a great slasher. Like it was, it was a fun movie. Even, even the, the amusement park. Do you see that? I haven't, man. That did not look like a good time to me. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's pretty bizarre, honestly. Yeah, it looks bizarre. And like, it's like about like old people that like fucking have like, uh, what's it called? It's uh, the worst movie you could show at a nursing home. Let's just say that. Yeah, it did. Like, dude, I saw the trailer and I was like, that does not look like a way that I want to spend an hour and a half, like feeling like a piece of shit because it's, it's shorter than that. Are, it's it's like it? less than an hour. It might be an hour. It's short. Yeah. It's like oh, these people that have like Alzheimer's and like they're like, fuck, like, I don't know, man. I, I saw the trailer. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm out on that. Like, I love you, Romero, but yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. It, it was pretty depressing, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting, though. It's a little different for him, too. Yeah. Um, dude, you should, you should check out Survival of the Dead. It's, it's not a perfect movie. You've really, his original zombie trilogy, you, you can't, compare them to the trilogy that came after that like land of the dead was his biggest budget and it was fucking i dude i saw that in theaters opening night i was like dude a george romero zombie film in theaters like let's go going let's go that movie <laughs> yeah. was fucking aw- i still love that movie it's so great um i met uh azia argento at a monster yeah. mania she was there yeah. um and like that was fucking awesome um but yeah man uh Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead. They're both really fun and good in their own right, but they, they don't hold a candle to the, the original. I'll even say the original four. Um, but you could also tell that he was offered way less money to make them. Yeah. So you can tell there's a lot of budgetary things, but it still has his stamp on it. He's still got the social commentary going on on both. And like, dude, Survival of the Dead is fucking insane because they dropped the found footage aspect. But it, dude, in these two movies, characters do overlap, which he had never done before. There's yeah. characters from Dire of the Dead that trickle over into Survival of the Dead, which is interesting. Um, but like, dude, there's like a zombie riding a fucking horse in <laughs> Survival of the Dead. There's some dude, there's some really strange <laughs> there is there's some really strange shit. Um gotcha, but out. it's still it's still enjoyable for what it is. Um I, I still probably watch them every couple years mm-hmm. because you know, I, I watch his entire zombie you know, filmography every couple of years because it's, uh, it's necessary for me. I usually try to do it every October. Like just one night, I'll just do the three I'll do night, yeah. dawn and day. Yeah. But this year I didn't do it. Yeah. They're so good, man. They're so good. And you know, um, I'm going to continue watching dawn of the dead several times every single year and loving it every single time. Like it just feels like a treat every single time I watch this movie. I'm like, Oh, here we are. I'm back in that mall. I'm back yeah. in 19, 1978 or 1977. And here we are. And it's so great. Do you have any um, other favorite like mall movies like Chopping Mall or Mall Rats or fucking? All Eric's, those are great. Eric's Revenge, Phantom of the Mall. <laughs> I've never seen that. I haven't either. And that's what's so crazy. I was going to watch it today. Dude, yeah, um, I need I need to check that. There's, dude, there's still a lot of obscure movies that I haven't seen, like especially like like I. You had you had asked me earlier, you know, like, hey, what have you watched recently? Like, dude, my schedule is is so jacked up with, you know, I've got a six month old kid and I've got a five year old. Yeah. So by the time that, you know, once you have the kids and, and all that shit, you'll see everything is routine based. Like yeah. everything is the same, like Monday yeah. through Friday, because it's like, all right, well, 
I gotta, you know, it's all right. It's bat, you know, it's dinner time. It's now it's family time. We're we're doing something as a family in the evening, and then it's like, all right, well, bath time, bedtime. So by the time my kids are both asleep, you're tired. I'm fucking dead, dude. And I'm like, if I put on a movie right now, I'm just gonna fall asleep in it. It took me two times to get through Dawn of the Dead, and I love that movie because I'm fucking Dawn of the Dead from fucking raising kids. So yeah. I'm like. I'm popping it on and I'm like, okay, now this is the point where I'm going to sleep and I'll finish watching this tomorrow. But that's typically so, when you watch your movies is like after they go to sleep. Yeah, when they go to weekend. when they go to sleep, you know, dude. Oh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you. Okay, let's hear. And it. I'm gonna play the audio too. Let's so, hear. It. Ugh, I got into horror films really really young, right? And uh, what, like two years ago? Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, I got into horror films when I was really young, and I was. <clears throat> fascinated by by all things monsters and scary and spooky and shit like that like yeah. coming up in my era like how could you not dude we had are you afraid of the dark we had goosebumps oh. we could sneak and watch tales from the crypt goosebumps you know there was is my shit yes dude we had um all of that shit you know we had the video stores where they had the horror section that had all the scary box art um we had christopher pike novels like all of this shit um you know, we had ghosties. <laughs> yep, we had Ghostbusters. Like, we had all of these things. We had Power Rangers that had monsters as well, right? So, like, oh yes, all of these things like fascinated me. I'm like anything with monsters or scary. I was all about it. So, come to find out, my daughter, uh, ever since she was like, dude, like three, like she's asked me to watch certain things, and I'm like, no, like, I mean, dude, I have videos of her when she's itty bitty, and she's like. Can, can I watch Fweddy? Uh, can I watch Fweddy? <laughs> and it's like, dude, we uh, like we would find like a kid friendly like sizzle reel of Freddy on YouTube where it's just him saying funny stuff from the films that it's yeah, not yeah. like vulgar or gory. And she she loves it. She begged us, can I watch the movie? No, you can't watch the movie, dude. This year, she oh begged God. me to watch Halloween, and I was like, no, you 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 are too young to watch Halloween. And so, <clears throat> I let her watch the opening scene. Leading up to just him walking up the stairs. I stopped before Judith's death scene, right? So I let her just watch just enough of him putting the mask on and walking up the stairs, right? Yeah. I was like, there you go. Dude, she went to school and was like, my dad let me watch Halloween. <laughs> and she's like, she's like narking me out, dude. I'm like, and so like the teacher told. Oh. <laughs> so the teacher told Anne, she was like, oh, so Scarlett said she watched Halloween. So then Anne, my wife, was like, did you let Scarlett watch Halloween? I was like, dude, she watched literally a minute and a half. And I stopped it before anything happened. I'm like, man, my kid's out there diming me out. So <laughs> a couple months ago, another time that I watch movies is if like if my kids sleep in, which happens, which is nice, yeah. and my wife sleeps in, sometimes I'll wake up early and I'll go downstairs and I'll start watching a movie. So I started watching Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Classic and a half. Yes. So my daughter wakes up before my other kid and my wife. She comes downstairs and she's like, Oh, is this is this the clown movie? I'm like, yeah. She's like, can I watch it? And I was like, yes. Okay. This one's not but bad. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But if there's anything that's scary, tell me and I'll turn it off. She goes, okay, dude. She was so into it. She loved it so much. Um, you know, I've got a this year Spirit Halloween came out with a life size shorty. Yeah. Animatronic. Yeah, yeah. So I've got that in the basement. I've got a couple of the other masks and shit. Dude, she's all about it. She fucking loves it. So yesterday <clears throat> did you get starts, the animatronic after she watched it 
Yes. Okay. It was like right after. So she was like super fucking pumped. Um, so check this out. Here you go. Oh, she's singing it. <laughs> oh my god, dude! So, so you gotta send send that to me. I'll show I'll show the composer. <laughs> oh, dude, I I definitely will. I definitely will. So she fucking loves that movie. I didn't even realize that she like had memorized. Yeah, I didn't realize that she had memorized uh, that that song or at least that part of the song or whatever. And then she she started was like out of space. Woo. I was like, oh shit, you're singing the Dickies. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> but dude, she dimed me the fuck out again. So no. she's in kindergarten now, and uh, <laughs> she goes to school. And she's like, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> she tells all of these kids about killer clowns from outer space. Oh, and no. oh, you have got to watch killer clowns from outer space. It is the best movie. <sighs> and so her oh, teacher, no. like there's like, you know, all these apps now and shit like that. Her teacher was <laughs> like, oh, so, you know, Scarlett's uh, encouraging all the kids in her class to uh, to watch killer clowns from outer space. And I was like, so I told her, I was like, you're diming me out, man. You can't <laughs> tell people. And I let you watch those things because, like, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Killer kindergarten from outer space. Yeah, dude. So she uh, she loves it, man. So I I, I have a feeling she's going to be into this, you know, later as well, you know, because she's still like, can I watch Halloween? I'm like, no. <laughs> wow, she's like, what hilarious. can I watch? I'm like, nothing right now. Just you're good for a little while. You got Killer Clowns. You're fine. So, Kills. yeah, it'll, it'll be a cool experience later getting to re-experience these movies that I love with my kid. So I'm looking forward to her getting like 12 years old, 13 yeah. years old, where I can start showing her some more of the good stuff. Chill Scarlett. You can watch Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, nah, have you seen killer clowns, bro? Killer clowns really isn't that bad though. That yeah, is like, it's not, that's it's not terrible. That's one that you definitely could show a kid pretty early on, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just noticed that a lot more kids are watching it nowadays. Dude, she she loves Ernest Scared Stupid. Dude, dude. Speaking of that, Ernest Scared Stupid, they used a lot of the killer clowns like yeah. costumes. You know, yeah, they just repainted them. them. Yep, repainted yeah. them and shit like that. It's funny because we just watched uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, and she was like, "When do the monsters come out?" I'm like, "Oh, there's no monsters in this one." She was like, oh. <sighs> "Dude, yeah, <laughs> honestly, Christmas is one of my least favorite ones out of that series." And I'm, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I really, I really want to do that podcast with you. By the way, if you ever, if dude, you ever I, are into it, I want to do the. Oh Ernest. no, dude, I'm. I, I love Jim Barney, man. I would love, I would, I need to rewatch some, dude, some of those movies I have not seen since I was a kid. Like, yeah. dude, I have not seen Ernest Goes to Camp since I was a kid. They're literally all free. And, dude, yeah, that's my, my top three for sure is like Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Scared Stupid, and Ernest Goes to Jail. Those are the top three for sure. And Ernest then, Goes to Jail, huh? I fucking love that one. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm going to check that out. And what about honest, Ernest goes to Africa. I feel like that, that was one of his last ones, right? That's what I was going to say. It is. That's my other favorite one. And then, um, then there's like Ernest goes to army slam dunk. Ernest Ernest goes to school. Those ones are like, okay. And there's like Ernest rides again. Okay. Um, Ugh. yeah, I don't know. Those the other four though. Those are classics. And then the, I guess, the, yeah, Christmas is good. It's just not as good as those other ones. Yeah. The, the Genesis of, of that character, how it was for a fucking, it was for a car commercial. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And then it, like people loved the car commercial so much that like it started like then he got like like 800 commercials. channel. Yeah, he yeah. got like a million commercials and then he got like his own like 
public access show that he was yeah. doing because people loved it so much. And then like, yeah, next thing you know, he's like fucking making movies. And it, what's cool is that him and John Cherry, they made mm-hmm. all those movies together. I know. Dude, I have a uh, Ernest Scared Stupid original poster signed by John Cherry to, to me. Oh, come on. Yeah, dude. Uh, I want to meet him so bad. So there is a guy that is a, an Ernest like cosplayer. Yeah. And at one point, like, he's so good at doing the character that yeah. John Cherry was going to do the son of Ernest with him. And they were looking to get funding. Yeah, if you look up the son of Ernest. I do um, remember hearing about that. I'm in like a bunch of Ernest groups. Yeah, they were going to make the son of Ernest. So, like, I, I met that dude through doing conventions and shit like that. And so I hit him up and I was like, dude, so you're like, you're cool with John Cherry. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, is there any way? And if no is the answer, it's completely cool. Is there any way yeah. you could give me his email address? I, I, I have a poster. I would love for him to sign. Yeah. Like, if you can't, it's cool. And he was like, no, no, no. Here you go, man. So I emailed him. And like a day later, he wrote me back. He was like, oh, you want to mail me a poster? And I was like, yeah, like I'll cover all the postage, blah, 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 blah. So he was like, yeah, okay. So I mailed him wow. my Ernest Scared Stupid poster and he signed it. And he like sent me a ton of shit back, man. It was it was really, really cool. Yeah. Super, super Dude. nice guy. But he's he's old. So I don't I foresee him like doing anything, which sucks. I'd love to meet the guy in person. We got to get him on the podcast. If we if we do a really good Ernest episode, which is like honestly my plan, I want to do a really good in-depth Ernest episode talking dude. about all the movies, stories about him. Like that'd be so that would that would mean a lot to me. Because I he, dude, I have his email. Yeah. Oh, you do for John's still? Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, let's if we can do this film discussion one first and then like pitch that to him. Yeah. I feel like that that's what would get him into it, right? I'm down, dude. Um but yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I fuck with Ernest so hard. Him and oh, Pee Wee and like Adam Sandler, Robin Williams. Those are like my my heroes. Yeah, dude. I uh, I'll never forget like like, dude, shit was weird pre-internet, right? Like so different. I was a young kid when Pee Wee's Playhouse was on and it was my favorite show. I had really the action figures. I had the play sets like Pee Wee was my shit. Absolute shit. Every Saturday morning, I was so excited. It's time to watch PB's Playhouse, right? Yeah. So being a young kid with, and there's, you know, internet wasn't a thing at the time. I had no idea that yeah. Wee Herman got in a bunch of trouble for whacking off in an adult movie theater. Well, motherfuckers in, a, in an adult porn theater. He was in Florida. That's normal there. Yeah. Who, who narked on him for fucking like beating his shit? Like, bro, <laughs> he's off. It's not like he was beating his shit. Like, on the set of the TV show, on the children's show, right? Yeah. Like, he was off. He was in a fucking adult porn theater. Like, who gives yeah. a shit? Like, nowadays, nobody would care. I know. Like, that's that's how things are different. Like, dude, let, let me think of somebody. People uh, would high-five him now. They'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Everybody's offended by everything today, so yeah, let me, let me not more. say that. Yeah, like, but, like, dude, it's not. A, it is what it is. You went to an adult porn theater, and you fucking jerked off good good for you who gives a shit that's what people do in adult theater i, I mean i've never i don't even think they're a thing anymore because no. you know the internet exists but i didn't know that his show had got canceled and it was never coming back on the air or anything so like i will never forget saturday morning turn the tv on another show comes on i'm like where the fuck is peewee <laughs> i'm like okay well that's weird so i just go back to playing with my action figures i turn the tv off next saturday same thing, no Pee Wee. So, like, dude, I had no idea. And, like, dude, my parents, like, of course, weren't going to tell me, like, oh, he was like jerking off in a theater. So I was like, hey, Pee Wee 
has not been on TV. And they were like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like they weren't, <laughs> you know, they were just like, I don't know. They're so like, he uh, went on vacation. He'll be back in a few years. Yeah. So dude, <laughs> I, I swear to God, dude, I was heartbroken. And like, it took me three months of Saturdays to finally be like, okay, I guess Pee Wee's gone. Like every Saturday it was like, okay, this is the time that sucks. Pee Wee's going to be on. And like, dude, it was hard as a small child that I loved this thing. It was, it was heartbreaking, you know, to tune in, like expecting yeah. that thing that I love. And it was just like, well, not today, not today. And then, like I said, it took me about three months to be like, okay, well, I guess that part of my life is over with. So um, I'm glad that he's had a resurgence. Yeah. You know, um, I've always kind of wished that he would do another PB's playhouse kind of thing, whether it be a movie or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't like that movie that he did with Judd Apatow. I thought that was pretty trash, honestly. Um, what's funny about that movie is, is I turned it off. I was like, I can't watch this shit. It's fucking terrible. And then like, I started laughing the next day at some, some things and I went back and I finished watching it and it was enjoyable to me, but like, it wasn't a thing that I was like, Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. It was forgettable for sure. I mean, the way that he said that one dude's name, like that, that was, that was fucking funny. But uh, actually I, I, me and my wife still quote one thing from that movie, like weekly. What? And it's when he's on the phone and he's like, let me let you let me go. Let me let you let me go. So like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, that was fine. I, I don't know why that like that that stuck with us. So like, I'll be on the phone with my wife and I'll just be like, all right, let me let. <laughs> all right. Let me let. Fuck. Now I can't say it. Let, let me, me let, let me let you let me go. There it is. Thank you. Fucking tongue twister, man. So like, yeah, like I'll often like fucking hit her with that. And she'll say the same thing. All right. Let me let you let me go. I'm like, all right. Bye. <laughs> we just yeah. know that's it. That's that it. mother that motherfucker was playing with balloons, like making fart sounds. I don't know. It wasn't, it just didn't have <laughs> it didn't have like the fuck like the flavor of like the Tim Burton one. You saw that he was taping like the skin behind his neck, right? Did you did you ever see that? For which thing? Okay, In- so like when he filmed that because he had gotten older and shit like that, he has wrinkles. Yeah. Dude, he was literally taped like he was pulling the skin Ew. on the back of his neck like back to where like it would make his face more flat, like hiding the wrinkles. And oh. They were taping it. Um, I'm going to hold on a fucking. That's disgusting. I'm going to pull up a picture of it right now. Pee Wee Herman. Me Herman. Taped neck. <laughs> That's gross. fucking funniest Google search ever. Pee Wee Herman taped neck. <laughs> yeah, here's the images. Right oh, dude, it's weird looking. I'm texting it to you right now. Okay. Like, what the fuck? That's weird looking. Um, yeah, Pee Wee was a was a big part of. Uh, yeah, I just sent it to you. Yeah, what? That looks so weird, doesn't it? That's pathetic. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking uh, weird looking. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I'm glad that he's had kind of a resurgence and he's, yeah, you know, back in good good graces with people. Like, dude, could you could you imagine being the dude that like? No. got fired from your hit show because you got caught jerking off like fuck no and i feel bad for him honestly because that probably haunted him for years until he had the guts to just go back out and do shows again um and i commend him for it honestly because i like you said i don't think that's really that big of a fucking deal you no know, i think people make too big of a deal out of, out of small things and like Dude, yeah he- that's not you know not something he should have done but he made a mistake maybe he drank that day maybe like he wasn't in his right mind dude the internet didn't exist then. You wanted to see people fucking. You had to find a tape or you had to go to a movie theater. <laughs> well, speaking of that, though, I think he was on the news for that, too, right? 
Oh yeah, dude, big time. It was it was everywhere. It was on every magazine cover. It was on every news, Sucks. everything. Like like uh children, you know, children's television star Pee Wee Herman caught masturbating in the theater. I will pay you five hundred dollars to bring his mugshot to a convention and get it signed. I'm sure he signed him. Unless unless does. unless unless he's like, I don't know, he seems like a really like super intellectual like yeah. person that like maybe something like that would be he'd be like you know what that's not funny fuck you yeah. you know <laughs> i don't know or or he could be really funny be like <laughs> and like fucking sign it you know dude your impressions are amazing uh, apparently just for celebrities laughing <laughs> do, that, do that one again do, do, do the peewee <laughs> <laughs> what do not can you do arnold's laugh oh dude uh his, his laugh is more like <laughs> yeah it's yeah, just like yeah. he, he doesn't have a full up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. laugh like he's just like like just like a oh, yeah <laughs> the only um, one the only one i'm like decent at is like butthead and i don't know if i can do it right now but like <laughs> like i don't know fucking good it, it takes it takes time to do it but that's pretty good um or beavis i can do beavis a little bit i'm the mighty cornholio was that pretty good? Was that decent? That was actually pretty terrible. That one was pretty terrible. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. The butthead was the butthead was good. We'll give you the butthead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I used oh, to be able man. to do Napoleon Dynamite pretty spot on. I can't oh, anymore. dude. Fucking uh dude, he he does conventions and shit like that. Have you met him? John Heater? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. He's cool. I met him in That's Buffalo, awesome. the Buffalo Nickel City Con. Yeah, it's so cool. That's so cool. Oh, dude, fucking, I've never gone to the Nickel City Con, but I've, I always see it advertised. Yeah, no, it's fun. I, I have actually worked there a couple of times with Peter at his like Thursday night terrace table. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, are you are you planning any conventions this coming year? Yeah, actually, L.A. is about to really pop off for the horror cons because we usually just have like Monster Palooza and stuff. Um, uh-huh. And now Days of the Dead is officially moving here. So the Vegas one is no longer. It's okay. coming here, which is surprising because I remember somebody asking them in like Facebook comments once being like, hey, why don't you ever do that in, in L.A.? And they were just like, because we're not interested in going to L.A. Yeah. Um. So I'm a little surprised that's coming here. And then they got that creepy con, that new con. I think I sent you a link for that. Um, oh, shit. February, like the beginning of February, they got Grant Kramer from Killer Clowns, Suzanne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got like two of the clowns. Um, awesome. John Massari is going to be there. And then like, yeah, just the three Halloween girls from Rob Zombie's film. That's cool. There, dude, you know, for as much fucking hate as those two Rob Zombie Halloween films get. I love them. Still. People. Sh- yeah. Same people. Sure as fuck pay money and line up to meet the cast from that movie. And you got to think, dude, those yeah. came out in 2007 and 2009. So yeah. over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And all you see is people talking shit about those movies online. But yeah. yet those fucking people are at, all these conventions and they always have lines and they always yeah. have people paying to meet them. So like, yeah, I would say for every person that hates those movies, there's also somebody that loves them. Mm-hmm. So I dude, I'll to the day I die. I, I will say that those two Rob zombie films are polarizing. Like there's, I've never seen anything like it where dude, people still talk about those films. Just like when we, when we talk to Dave, you yeah. know, people still talk about those films every single day. And they came out over 10 years ago. Rob Zombie's so Halloween still had the uh, the Labor Day box office until something this year. I can't remember what beat it out, but yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love them. People people talk too much shit, but you know, 
And that just shows you that anytime a new Halloween like reboot comes out, it just prints money because you know yeah. Halloween 2018 also broke records. Oh, for sure, big time. So whenever they do the next reboot after Halloween ends, um, you know they're gonna wait a few years probably, and they'll do another reboot, and it'll be fucking gangbusters. People will uh come out in droves to see what they do with Michael Myers next. Can we be honest, though? The Halloween franchise is the most consistently fucking great franchise because there really isn't like I mean, a lot of people hate Resurrection, but I feel like every film has got its moments that are likable. There's not really a film in there that I'm just like, fuck that movie completely. Like, yeah, Resurrection's not great. No, but the Buster Rhyme stuff is still kind of funny. And like, you know, some some of the stuff in there I like. But um, for, for the main horror franchises, yeah, I absolutely agree with you, because like it's dude, Nightmare on Elm Street. I can't watch Freddy's Dead. It is unwatchable for me. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I it's 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 a live action Looney Tunes cartoon starring Freddy Krueger. Like the things yeah. that you love about Nightmare on Elm Street are stripped are completely away. Ab- yeah, they're completely yeah. absent in that movie. Like I fucking hate Freddy's Dead. I uh, I do not care for Jason Goes to Hell because uh, yeah. it's like, dude, this okay. is how you wanted to end the franchise was like making a zombie movie. Like yeah. instead of actually having Jason in it, it's like a bunch of zombie people that like ate. Jason really, yeah, that that one shit. really made no sense. I don't know why they even bothered with that one. Dude, it was at the point where like, dude, Sean, Sean Cunningham has gone on the record saying like he he still to this day doesn't understand the appeal of Jason. But he's like, OK, now he understands that that's yeah. what fans want. But like Jason goes to hell. He was like, oh, yeah, dude, do something else. Let's do something different. It's like, oh, you want to end the franchise by not yeah. having the person. Yeah, that people go to the theaters to see not in the fucking movie. Like, great. So I don't I don't care for Jason goes to hell. Jason X, um, on the other hand, though, is a fucking masterpiece. Masterpiece. I don't care, I don't I love care it, what dude. anyone says. Dude, I saw that. I saw that in theaters. That is a great audience movie right there. It's a fun movie. Fantastic. It's a fun movie. I love that movie. Um, Another one that I that I can't watch is I, I Seed of Chucky, like for obvious reasons. I can't fucking watch. Really? That movie. See, I'm a fan of that one. I mean, it's not amazing or anything, but like it's like one of those so bad it's good kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's, little annoying. I mean, yeah, it's it's not great, but I still enjoy. I, I'm going to be honest. I like it more than Curse and Cult. I I actually really really liked uh, the Curse of Chucky. I thought it was a good return to form. They made Chucky scary again. Uh, it didn't have the. Uh, I hated the way that doll looks. I hated the way that doll looks. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. But at least they made Chucky scary again, and it wasn't like so like over the top comedy like the previous sequels that we had. Yeah, gotten. yeah. Um trying to think of other i mean when dude, it comes to those like honestly as they came i kind of they kind of went downhill i mean i wouldn't say like the first three i love and then bride yeah. of chucky and then see yeah and, i don't know i like cult more than curse though bride I of chucky is a lot of fun um but also like i like my chucky scary so too, i like yeah. i like child's play one and two and that's kind of it for me that's kind of how i feel about hellraiser as well i love hellraiser one and two but what's funny is when i was a kid man i loved hellraiser bloodline like yeah. i remember watching it on hbo and being like holy fuck it's yeah, like crazy pinhead in space and shit like that like dude i loved that fucking movie it was uh funny enough uh this ties right back into child's play and nightmare on elm street yeah. um hellraiser 4 was directed by kevin yeager who created the chucky doll in the original child's play yeah um he's married to Catherine hicks that played the mom in child's play yeah. Um, he also, you know, worked on, you know, some of the Nightmare on Elm Street films and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he directed Hellraiser Bloodline and the studio meddled with what he was doing so much that he 
like took him his name off the project and he had to go yeah. to like the director's guild or whatever the fuck and like had to fight for them to put the Alan Smithy name yeah. wow. on the film. That's for like filmmakers that like don't want their name on a project that was That's taken funny. away from them. So yeah. like if you if you look at Hellraiser four, it says it's directed by Alan Smithy, which is like a like a pseudonym name for directors that don't want to use their real name on a project. <laughs> But like, dude, as a kid, I loved that movie. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, Hellraiser 1 and 2 is kind of it for me, man. That's crazy. We got a lot of Hellraiser fucking things coming up, dude. Yeah, that there's new new film with the, the female Hellraiser, which is a little odd. And a TV show. I don't know there's a show. Dude, there is a... Uh, so the movie is coming to Hulu. And that's yeah. being directed by David Bruckner, who directed this year's Night House. Oh, I like that. He's... Yeah, he's he's directing the new Hellraiser with the female um, uh, Pinhead, which in the original novel, I've never read it, but apparently uh, it states that Pinhead is like, I don't is androgynous the word where you don't know if it's a man or a woman. Is that the correct word? Something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll just pretend it is. Um, <laughs> so in the novel, it's just it's explained that you don't know whether Pinhead is a man or a woman. Um, so I, I guess like that's I'm OK with with that i mean i don't give a fuck anyways at this point you know we've, we've had so many shitty hellraiser sequels that it's like yeah i don't care um but then they have a fucking tv series coming to hbo uh hbo max i think um yeah. which is being overseen by david gordon green and danny mcbride weird yeah interesting interesting yeah uh i um, also i also heard that um that new texas chainsaw massacre that we've been looking forward to yeah. I heard I heard it's not doing well in the test screenings. Um so apparently that's that's a, the, the test screenings happened like a year ago. Okay. And I'm just so this. so what happened was they they did multiple test screenings with a couple different cuts of the film and apparently it is so bad that the movie studio that funded it no longer even wanted to put it out in theaters. And they sold it to Netflix instead, which is why it's going yeah. straight to Netflix and not going to a movie theater, which it was originally planned for, which is really disappointing because Fetty Alvarez yeah. is the one executive producing it. And he did the Evil Dead 2013 film. Weird. So I, I thought that this had a lot of problems. The trailer looks fucking great. It's a teaser trailer, but it looks fucking great. It looked fun, honestly. Yeah. So um, we'll have to see if they it, fixed any of it. The plot of this film is that, you know, after the events of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that. Leatherface, you know, kind of just goes on with his life and like, you know, he's living a quiet like I think he flees after the events uh, of the original, you know, obviously yeah. because he fucking straight up murdered people and was like eating people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he flees and he like goes into hiding somewhere. He goes and to work so, at a Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so he. uh He apparently for 40 years has just kind of stayed in hiding and, you know, just lived a really quiet life when these people stumble onto his land and it like makes him go back straight back into Leatherface mode, which I don't know how I feel about that storyline. Um, because I just don't see somebody like Leatherface who like was a completely out of his fucking mind, like running through doors with chainsaws and shit like that. I don't I don't see that person being like, you know what, I'm just going to like lead a chill existence now. I think that's just the way that they are. So they they cast you've seen Mandy with Nicolas Cage, right? I started it, then finish it. Okay, so there's a lady that was like part of like the satanic cult people that like had the white hair 
Yeah. It was part of that group. So she was cast as Sally Hardesty, which was Marilyn Burns role in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So yeah, it's supposed to be 40 years later. <clears throat> they're trying to do like the Halloween 2018 thing where um, she comes back into the fold somehow yeah. with Leatherface and this new group of people. So I don't know. Um, I'm just hoping for an entertaining film because, dude, I'll be honest with you. I liked uh, Leatherface, the movie, the, the prequel that came out where he was a kid with Stephen Dorff. I thought it was I, all right. I had a really fucking great time with it, and they gave us something brand new that we've never gotten before in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I really enjoyed it, but I, I'm definitely the minority on that because most people fucking absolutely hated it. I was in the middle. I thought it was, it was fun. Um, the 2003 remake, though, is like one of my favorite remakes. Dude, did, have I talked on your show about when I met Andrew Byronowski over you the did. summer? You did. We were making fun yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker's terrifying in real life. He, he's going to that creepy con too, and I've only met him once when he was, you know, coked out of his mind at uh, that Rainbow Bar. Dude, um, he's a scary fucking man. I'm like, gonna get he, his autograph. He's, <laughs> yeah, dude, he he's he is literally like the real life life Leatherface that I was just talking about. I'm like, you know, a person like that, I don't think they can can, can go to leading a quiet life. Like, dude, that guy is Leatherface. Like Andrew Baranowski, there's no quiet life for that guy. That motherfucker leads a crazy life he's a crazy person yeah i'll power to him yeah i mean i, I would never talk shit about the guy. i love you andrew Bynowski. don't beat me up because don't beat me up don't beat me up you're a scary fucking man <laughs> scary man on that note what are you gonna watch tonight the inside of my eyelids because i'm fucking tired and boosted and tired yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm, 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 I might check out a, a little bit of that extended Dawn of the Dead cut, man. Honestly, that sounds really cool. Yeah, peep it. I'm, I haven't even checked it out yet, but I'm gonna. Do I'm sure I'll watch uh, 15 minutes of it before I fall asleep. Sounds good. Yeah. I gotta get going to this double feature of Gremlins, Gremlins Two. Oh, dude, you're watching Gremlins Two tonight? Oh, both of them, 35 millimeter at the Tarantino Theater. You've never fucking seen it, dude. I'm so excited for you. I'm very excited. I've seen clips, but I don't think I've seen the whole thing, dude. Text me. I don't give a fuck what time because my phone's on silent anyways. Okay. Um, text me like after you see it, okay. what you thought. Of the second one? Yes. Okay. That'll be uh, probably three in the morning your time. Yeah, I'll be fast the fuck asleep. So that's cool. I'll, I'll respond to you at some point. All right. When, when you're fast the fuck awake, you can let me know. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, let's plan another uh, fun episode soon. Dude, this was this was awesome. I let's do some it. let's do some earnest shit. Let's do some earnest and maybe we can like schedule that like a little bit out and then we can maybe do that maniac cop one first. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm 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 super in because I haven't even seen all of those. I think I've only seen the first two. Yeah, let's do it. So let's do that. Cool, man. All right. Sounds good. All right, brother. It was nice talking Bye. to you, buddy. Love you, man. Yeah, always, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Always. Bye. Yeah. George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. 
it became the classic horror film of its time. Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. They must be destroyed on sight. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Dawn of the dead. This picture contains scenes of violence that may be considered shocking. No one under 17 will be admitted.